You, you want to see something really scary? What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Hello, everyone. What is this voice? I don't know. <laughs> How many people just turned off the podcast immediately? <laughs> I'm not listening to a show with that voice. <laughs> Especially oh. not for three hours. No, Jesus no. Christ. <laughs> Hi, gang. We're back again. This is the Grave Plot Podcast, episode 221. I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. Uh, and yeah, like Taylor said... Get ready, because it's probably going to be three hours. Probably. I mean, we said that last time, and we could, we were... Uh, it was short. It was like two and a half, over two and a half, but what? less than three. Short for us. Short for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, no, we can't drink water at the same time. <laughs> dead air, dead air. <laughs> dead air. Uh, gotta drink. Gotta, gotta hydrate. Gotta stay hydrated. It's, it's, it's warm. Water is life. Hot in the city. Like, uh, like, in the city like tonight. Like Billy Joel said. Billy. Yeah, Billy Joel. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 been uh, it's been on the hot side in Seattle lately. Um, in the world, in the world, the world. Yeah, are we still on a streak of the hottest day ever? No, there was a streak of at least sixteen days that was the hottest day. Ever. Oh, you mean globally? Globally, yeah. Oh, not here. that I don't know. Um, it's possible. It's been warm consistently, mm-hmm. although it still gets pretty cold at night. I mean, well, not cold. Cool. Yeah. Which is not typical when days are this hot. Because, I mean, it seems like when it's hot during the day, it means it's only getting down to, you know, like the 60s at night. Um, and then, you know, it warms up again really fast back up to the 80s or 90s or even. Uh, but it's been getting down into the 50s overnight. So it's it's been surprising. Yeah. But I mean, we're getting into August, and that's always the the, the hot month. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. I just hope we never. Well, say I hope we never do, but I know we will get another summer like was it two years ago, where there was like three days, three or four days in a row where it was over hundred degrees. Yeah, that was rough. That sucked. And a month later, <laughs> we got AC installed in the house. <laughs> That was that was a crazy time because people were not prepared for it. Yeah, we don't do AC in Seattle. Yeah, it, well, it, more often they are now. Well, yeah, global warming. Yeah. Well, it's just like. I mean, we have it now. Yeah. Well, I mean, talking about like having it installed in a home, like new builds, all almost all new homes in in the area are being built with AC now, mm. where that that was not a thing twenty years ago. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so just, you know, people who have lived here for a long time are not prepared for it. They don't live in homes with AC or live with homes with pools in the backyard. 
Because realistically, you only get to use a pool for like two months, right? <laughs> around here, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's just so a, it's like we were saying earlier with people with convertibles in Seattle, right? Um, yeah, it's it's times are changing. It's like Bob Dylan said, yeah, or Billy Joel, <laughs> or Billy Joel. <laughs> You seen this uh, Fallout Boy? Uh, they they did a. Um, End it's of like the world and we know it. No, 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 it's like a rendition of "We Didn't Start the Fire." That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're calling it a cover. It's not. A, it's not a cover. It's not a cover if you change all the words. Yeah, <laughs> that is a parody. Is what it is. It, well, yeah, I guess technically it is. Um, but I mean, it's it's. I'll, I'll give them credit where credit's due. It's it's clever how they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and making it fit. With the tune of the original song using modern occurrences, isn't there like six verses in in the in the Fallout Boy version? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you listened to the whole thing, but I swear to God, it just kept going. <laughs> and then, like I looked at the time, and it was like the song is like three minutes long. I'm like, how? 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 Um, I don't know. Things that are annoying just kind of do that too, though. <laughs> um. Anyway. So how's it going, Taylor? Not so bad. Yeah? What's new? Not much. We've seen each other a lot more than usual. This has been an active month for the two of right. us. Right. Uh, usually we, I mean, in most cases, we only see each other when we record. Yeah. Just it's, it's too challenging to get together more often than that. But I went to a ball game. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next night we went and saw the Aquabats, mm-hmm. which was amazing. As always. Yeah, I think I told you that night. I was like, "That's we've seen them what three times, at least." Well, I mean, you you may have seen them more than I have. God damn it! Hold on, I should have just left it alone. Yep, I told you last episode. You always got a fiddle. It's crooked. It's driving me crazy. It's fucking with my OCD. <laughs> you should have fixed it before we started recording. I didn't notice it. God damn it! Now it's now it's worse. All right. <laughs> oh, you are just fucking up. <sighs> Fuck my life. Do we need to cut? <laughs> no, let's let's just keep going. I'm just gonna I'm gonna deal with it. I'm gonna deal with this thing that's driving me crazy. And we're not gonna cut any of this out. <laughs> no. <laughs> I never cut anything out. That's why I keep talking, because I know you're gonna leave all this in. <laughs> and so it's either dead air and the sound of Oh, I cut or... dead air out. If there's ever a time when we have too much dead air, I always cut it out. But if it's if one of us is talking, we'll just keep it going. <laughs> this is gold. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, Aquabats, they put on a damn good show. It's always entertaining. Yeah, I got home and then was like, how was the show? And I was like, amazing. Yeah. And she's like, are they your favorite band live? And I was like, yes. <laughs> no hesitation, no surrender, no man left behind. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely up there. Or they are definitely up there for me. Um, but I mean, I've seen... I will say the fight this time was a little, little lacking. Yeah. Yeah, they seemed like they were not... <clears throat> it seems like in the past they've had more than one fight too. Yeah, this or one, they'll have like a fight and then like a dance battle. Right. Yeah. But oh well. Although Bat Commander did forget his nunchucks, so maybe that's where. <laughs> yep. And uh, fucking um, Jimmy the Robot wasn't there. Jimmy the Robot was MIA. Was replaced by Johnny Christmas and someone who sounded like his name was Super Horny. I feel like it was Super Corey. Which seems oh. like a which seems like a very thrown together name. 
Oh, yeah, there was a couple times I thought he said super corny. So super corny could have been it. Yeah. But. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, fun show. Um, they don't do the commercials anymore either. Yeah. The, that, glo- the, the gloopy commercial. <laughs> that is definitely something I noticed is the show is a lot more concise than the ones we've seen in the past. I don't know if it's. Was it? Because there was a lot of meandering. <laughs> that Well, okay. Yeah, let me qualify that. There's not a lot of extra stuff that they used to do. Yeah. This time there was a lot of just basically doing what we're doing right now. Just bullshitting. Yeah. <laughs> Storytelling and playing quarters of covers. Yeah. There were so many covers played and both you and I had no idea which ones were actually planned. Right. Like they started playing, they played Freebird for like 30 seconds. Yeah. And then uh, played about five seconds of push it. Right. <laughs> Then they played all of Jump. Yeah. And uh, there was another what's a, What was the other one? Mm. There was another one Fuck. that they played all of. Oh, um, um, The Outfield. Um, your Love. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, oh shit, what's the drummer's name? Uh, Ricky Fitness. Right. He was the one singing that. He, he's not a great singer. But it was terrible. It it was it was it was funnier because he was not a good singer. (laughs) I'm just impressed by people who can drum and sing at the same time. Period. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, singing and playing guitar is challenging enough. Yeah, doing something you're using all four limbs like drumming, too much. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, that's that's what we're we've been up to. And anything else you you've had going on? Not really. I mean, speaking of concerts, the Wags are doing Taylor Swift this weekend. That's right. Yep. Not together. <laughs> no. Separate days. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I got my wife. <laughs> so Ed Sheeran announced that he was doing a tour. She ran. Yeah. Uh, Sked Sheeran. <laughs> I don't get it. Letter Kenny. We're going to talk about the schedule. Oh. Check the schedule, Schmelt. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, he announced a tour and this was back probably about a year ago now. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'll get that for Kristen for Christmas. Uh, you know, get her some tickets. And then, I don't know, probably not even a month later, Taylor Swift announced that she's going on tour. Fuck. (laughs) So... And I think I probably talked about that on the show, just that whole debacle. I mean, I mean, people have probably heard about it, just what a fucking mess it was to buy Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah. And uh, somehow I lucked out and got some with no complications. I mean, aside from having to deal with Ticketmaster, which is just one big complication. But um, anyway, so I ended up giving those to her for Christmas, and then I gave her Ed Sheeran tickets for her birthday. So she's doing... That this weekend, and then Ed Sheeran, I don't know, sometime next month. But, yeah, your your girlfriend gave me a bracelet to give to my wife. Oh, yeah, what does it say? I didn't, I didn't actually see it. I think it said Seattle. Like. I, I don't... Oh, that's not very clever. Apparently, this is the thing, is they, everybody makes... Um, yeah, it's just... Oh, T.S. Seattle. Oh. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bracelet you'd expect, like, a four-year-old to wear. Right, yeah. Apparently, this is a thing that they uh, all the Swifties make friendship bracelets and then trade them like pogs. 
Pogs would be so much better. <laughs> Obviously. I'd actually use Pogs. Tony, let's make ghost Pogs. And take them to the ghost show. Ooh. And then just uh, challenge people. <laughs> and people are like, are those fucking Pogs? <laughs> yeah, did you bring yours? No, I didn't bring any fucking Pogs. What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't worry. I got plenty. <laughs> Uh, by the way, we found somebody to make us pogs. To so make custom. That's grape probably what we're doing. Cast. Uh, so did you hear what I said? Great podcast. Pogcast. That's a good one. Yeah. We yeah. should start a podcast about pogs and call it the podcast. Podcast. Why have? Why aren't we? I'm surprised we're not making a podcast right now. <laughs> Is that? There's got to be one, right? That's yeah. It's pretty on the nose. It's got to be out. The podcast. A weekly podcast dedicated to the poggers things in life. What does that mean? What? The hell's a pogger? I don't know. It says video games content creation with a heavy focus on the FPS escape from Tarkov. I don't understand these words. <sighs> Fucking Gen Xers. Z Gen Z, not X. Xers have their own problems. What yep, I don't know what Poggers is is originally in the gaming channel on Twitch. An expression of excitement or amazement. I don't yeah. Okay. Whatever. See I hear Poggers, and to me that's people who play Pogs. Sure, yeah. That's what that's immediately what I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'd never heard the term before, that's just what I would assume. Yeah. So keep an ear out for the real podcast. <laughs> you know, we I, just play pogs and record it. I sent you uh, that picture of my my nest egg as I it was a five 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 Power Rangers pogs. Six, well, six six Power Rangers pogs uh, of a set of fifty. By the way, you can buy the set of fifty for about twenty dollars on eBay. I'm surprised we're not buying the whole set right now. I mean, why? <laughs> I've got all I need. I've got I got the I got five. That's that I'm gonna retire on that shit. <laughs> because a guy at a sports shop told me so. <laughs> um but yeah, I was looking through my pogs and like I can't find any of my slammers. Uh oh. I had like three slammers. I have none of them anymore. I have no idea where they went. I have no idea what happened to my pogs. I wonder if my mom has them. My mom might have them. They might have she might have them. I bet she does, actually. Have her look around. Fucking A. Uh, buried under a bunch of fucking giraffes. <laughs> Mine were in storage for the longest time, and then I went to storage looking for something else, and I happened to come across them. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. I brought them home. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, didn't find my slammers. And I did, had, like, I think I told you about that, that brass one that always fucked people up. Yeah, they said it was a buzzsaw. Yeah, it was a brass buzzsaw. <laughs> I was so fucking heavy. And like not only did it flip almost the entire stack in one one fell swoop, but uh um it always like dented up pogs and shit. <laughs> People fucking hated it when I used it. <laughs> um but then I had like an acrylic like a clear acrylic one, uh with the blue ranger on it. And I think I probably bought it at the same time I bought those other ones. And uh, then I had uh, just this, uh, like a generic black one. And those, they were all like different weights. So it's like it was suited for different purposes. It's kind of like using different golf clubs, right? 
There's a technique to it. But yeah, I have no idea where any of them are now, and I'm kind of bummed out about it, especially this, that buzzsaw. This claims to be a lot of um, of slammers, but these are clearly just pogs. Michael Jordan pogs, and I don't know, some kind of cartoon I don't recognize pogs. Yeah, those look like pog designs. Just generic cartoon shit. <laughs> but yeah, those are not slammers. <coughs> no, they're definitely not slammers. <clears throat> Where have all the slammers gone? Hell. Oh, here's a Larry Bird slammer. <laughs> You're Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's what mine looked like, sort of. What? Just oh, this pile of... Uh, oh, the buzzsaw one? Is that an actual buzzsaw? With O.J. Simpson? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, mine had a, uh, a yin-yang in the middle, but I'm just talking about the shape of it. Mm. <clears throat> anyway. Cool, 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 cool. Anything else fun going on with you, witches? No, not really. Neat. Do you want to get this lot of... Uh... Of po- of O.J. Simpson pogs? <laughs> no. No. There's a uh, Robert Shapiro one. <laughs> I was going to say, these had to have been made around the time of the trial. <laughs> the, the Buzzsaw Slammer has the chase on it. Has the chase. <laughs> oh. Awesome. I wonder if I can make a new, like, make a replica of the Slammer I used to have. I mean, just melting down bronze isn't that hard. It's it's soft metal. It has a low melting point. Yeah. I can just make a mold. Sure. Maybe I can do that. Maybe you should do that. Bring it back. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Uh, Yeah, I don't think I have anything more to bullshit about. We're going to Ghost in a couple weeks. That's right. That's exciting. And we're going to Ghost again in a month. Yeah. (laughs) I mean be busy Lots, a lot, lot of, of ghost a lot of a lot of ghost a lot of swedish death metal yep no are they swedish yeah why do you keep wanting to say they're finnish it's not finnish <laughs> oh yeah you're right okay yeah they are swedish yeah, i know okay <laughs> okay uh yep all right, well, let's just move on with the show. Let's, let's do that. Okay. Uh, before we uh, get started with things, let's take some time to thank our grave diggers. Those are our, uh, our ever faithful contributors over on Patreon who help contribute financially to the show. It's not an expensive show, but it does cost money, and uh, we're, we're very poor, so we rely on the generosity of others to keep us going. Yeah, you'll notice we don't do ads. Nope. And that's because mm. of our grave diggers. They help us not have to sh- hawk HelloFresh and MeUndies. Right. Although, MeUndies are fucking great, guys. <laughs> Seriously. You wear them? Yeah. I can't bring myself to spend that much on underwear. When you, when you buy Walmart underwear? No, I buy Hanes. Yeah. You drop a little pock in them. You drop your balls in. like. But uh, they're comfy. You keep things separate. Prevent, right. prevent things from being so sweaty. So sweaty. You know, I had the, the membership for a little bit, and then 
once I stocked up, I was like, okay, I don't really need this anymore. Yeah, thing like things that have like underwear or socks. Just, I mean, you've had a sock one too. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, just like I don't, I don't need that many socks. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of socks. I buy them in, in packs, and it's just like I go, okay, I've got a lot of socks now. I don't need a pair or two pairs every month. Yeah, I like fun socks. You do, yeah. You like well, the designs. Yeah, I'm wearing Bigfoot socks right now. Fun. That's fine. And those socks are like always thin, like more like dress socks. I like like athletic socks. Some that have some fluff to them. Mm. So, yep. Uh, but yes, we don't do ads because we have money that people give to us to pay for things like our website and MP3 storage and whatnot. Should have used it to rent one of these movies because things are. Things are tight until payday right now. <laughs> but anyway, those people that uh, I'm speaking so disjointedly about are Carlos Rodella, Gory B. Movie, Max Zaleski, Bob Vor- or Aaron Meyer, he's Aaron Meyer, Bob Voorhees, Kevin Nesgoda, and others. And I say and others because we they do not give us enough money for us to talk about them too much on the show but they could as could you <laughs> you could be a part of it too and so can you uh taylor tell them how by going to patreon.com slash podcast <laughs> for as little as one dollar you can join the grave digger party union i don't know what do we call them grave digger group Col- collective grave, grave digger collective <laughs> i don't know sounds fancy and you can do things such as join us live for horror business every single goddamn episode we're doing it right now we are doing it right now and uh five dollars get your name in the show you also get discounts on grave plot podcast merchandise and grave plot film fest tickets and uh free entry into the grave plot pog tournament (laughs) and just all kinds of crazy shit it's so so much fun and it's great and you'll love it and so much stuff and and bring money (laughs) Yeah, that's the most important part. Bring money. Yes. Because that's what we need from you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess without any further ado, do. It's a laser beam. <laughs> I like that one. Save that one. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's see some more business. All right, starting out in real world horror. Uh, I guess it doesn't really matter where this is. It's probably somewhere in, in Central Coast. Right? Probably San Francisco area ish. Yeah, the Bay, San Francisco adjacent. <laughs> uh, well, Forty Nine ers quarterback Sam Darnold was uh, was on the the pod. Uh, Pardon my take podcast. I'm not familiar. Are you? I think it might be an ESPN podcast, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Okay, or used to be maybe. I, I know the name, hmm. but I don't know like who hosts it or. I just know it's a sports podcast. Got it. Well, he was on uh, on said park podcast recently, um, and was talking about a strange experience he had while staying in uh, George Kittle, uh, who is another 49er. tight end. Yeah, 
staying in his pool house. Um, he said it was crazy. <laughs> you say it like Christopher Walken? <laughs> yep. That's crazy. Uh, the quarterback marveled. I've never had anything like that happen to me in my uh, happen to me before. Uh, he went on to explain what? That, what exactly happened, Tony. Well, he went on to explain that one evening during his stay, he woke up around three a.m. and briefly felt as though he could not move. Hmm, sounds like sleep paralysis. Yep. The next night, the same thing happened, wherein he, he was seemingly frozen in place, and I had to keep focusing on this thing in the corner. Like there was something else in the room. Was it Michael Stipe? (laughs) (laughs) Don't mind me, just losing my religion over here. (laughs) You've heard the song. I do it all the time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this sounds exactly like sleep paralysis. That's what it sounds like. (laughs) And and night terrors. Night terrors! Night terrors! yeah, our, 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 I think our... Well, we've got we've got two friends who have night terrors. I don't know that they'd want us necessarily talking about it, but they've spoken to us about it. Mm-hmm. I know of one. I'm not sure who the other one is. So you can tell me later. Okay. If we remember. Probably yeah. not. Probably yeah, not put it in the chat. Huh? Put it in. We got a chat on the thing. Right on a little thing? Yeah. Well, those are comments. We don't want comments. No, chat. Where's the chat? Oh, you click there. Click... I'll join, join chat. Yeah. <laughs> this this makes for a great podcast. Um Yeah, but um Oh really? Which one? Second one. Yeah. Oh, Didn't he write a story about it? Uh well he writes stories about a lot of things. I don't know which ones are true. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, this sounds exactly like what happened. And that's, there's so much thing, so many, like, just perfectly explainable things that people just automatically associate with, like, oh, it must be ghosts it's, or it's aliens. A, it's a weird thing, though, because, like, if he's never experienced that before and hasn't experienced it since, like, it's kind of a weird thing. Um, like, I got a story. I used to live in the bottom floor of, the, of this duplex. My friend owned the house or rented the house, and I stayed in the basement. And while I lived there, I had these nightmares where I would wake up screaming. And it was usually like... like You actually woke up screaming? Yeah, like oh. literally. Wow. Um, it was, you know, something in the dream would happen where I would start screaming in the dream. And then I would wake up and be screaming. That's weird. And it never happened before. and hasn't happened since. It only happened when I was in that house. I'm not saying it's supernatural or anything. I'm just saying it's a very weird occurrence. And so it's very, it's very, very weird. <laughs> and so, you know, like if I'm saying for, you know, Darnold, if he had never had sleep paralysis before, obviously, you know, what's changed and now he's staying in this house. So, and I, I know that it's, it's kind of a phenomenon that, you know, it's <laughs> It's a it's a psychological phenomenon that I think even the you know uh, mental health world is still trying to f- understand and figure mm-hmm. out. But I b- believe it's just it it can be associated with environment, sure, and you know different elements within your life, you know stress and anxiety, um, you know just simple things like that can, and I, I believe sleep paralysis is something that can just come up out of nowhere. 
I don't know anything about it, so I don't, uh-huh. I don't want to act like I do. Sure. I, I, I don't want to act like I'm any kind of expert either. Um, just, just from what I understand about it. But anyway, th- th- that's this is exactly what it stand, sounds like, you know, not being able to move, having some kind of creature, you know, people s- call them demons. Or jackal. Or j- or jackal. <laughs> In the room, on top of them. There's no jackal. Go ahead. Just... <laughs> There's no jackal, Michael. <laughs> jackal. Jump on the bed <laughs> in a karate pose. <laughs> oh, too much fun. Uh, Darnold indicated that the experience was a first for him, though noted that I know a couple of people who have had situations at an old Civil War place, whether it's now a hotel or a dorm. What does that mean? Which one is it? Is it a hotel or, or a dorm? Multiple places, and one is a hotel and one's a dorm. Maybe. Or maybe he doesn't know the difference between a hotel and a dorm. <laughs> it's like a hotel or a dorm or a hostel or wherever, wherever poor people sleep. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he said it was uh, super, super weird. And I just felt like when I woke up, there was something holding on to me. Then that next night, I felt like something was in the room with me. And it was the freakiest thing. I'm like getting chills talking about it right now. Yeah. I mean, this, this definitely just. Sounds like sleep paralysis. I mean, it's, it it doesn't even sound like a strange occurrence of sleep paralysis. This pretty much sounds like typical sleep paralysis <laughs> yeah. things. But I mean, if anybody would, if any football player was going to have a haunted house, it would be George Kittle because we all know he has Cerro Miedo. Excuse me. That's his thing. He does Cerro Miedo. It's a there's a wrestler that does it, and George Kittle uses it all the time. Like when, oh. he, when he scores a touchdown, he does this the Cerro Miedo hand sign. Mm. It means zero fear. Got it. Uh, football players be loving wrestling. Yeah. Since stealing wrestling things. I mean, I wonder if he knows that he could just wear no fear clothes like all the time. <laughs> they still make no fear. I have no idea. It's probably owned by Nike or something now. <laughs> probably. I keep getting ads on Facebook and Instagram for fucking Gecko Hawaii. <laughs> Like the it's like we're back and better than ever, you know. And they're like we're remaking classic designs from the eighties that you know and love. And it's like, yeah, I definitely remember several people wearing that exact shirt back in like <laughs> the late eighties, early nineties. So no fear appears to only cater to the UK now. Interesting. Yeah. Is that where they're based? I don't know. They have one shirt. <laughs> yeah. That- that tracks doesn't say no fear anywhere on it, but it's got a skull and some green lines. It's 15 euros and 99 euro cents. <laughs> Who are they quid <laughs> pounds? Uh, they not euro. Use, yeah, euros are out of circulation, right? No, they don't use them in the UK. These pounds. I thought, uh, do people still use euros in other countries in Europe? Yeah. yeah. Not in London. <laughs> not, not in London. <laughs> they use London dollars. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so there you go. Anyways. Night terrors! I don't know if Darnold has moved out of George Kittle's pool house, but I hope wherever he lives now, he's sleeping well. Except when they play the Seahawks, then fuck him. <laughs> It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end.
So like most people, and particularly horror fans, Tony and I have had the conversation of, yeah, I could totally survive a zombie apocalypse. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, and I just, you know, well, Tony's got a lot of machetes. And you. And he doesn't uh, doesn't care about his family, so you just... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Every man for himself. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> well, there is a reality show coming to Netflix from Korea that seeks to prove who can and cannot survive a zombie apocalypse. It's called Zombieverse, and it's going to be airing uh, August 8th. It is a reality series set in the heart of South Korea's capital, Seoul, where a group of survivors must work together in order to survive as they search for food, water, transport, and shelter. Work together? What's Korea? So it's... It's not America. If it was America, they would be backstabbing and also having sex all the time. And sure, yeah. <laughs> that's that's why there could never be an American baking show. Like the Great British Bake Off. You can have a great American Bake Off because people would be like, I'm going to fucking take a poop in that guy's brownies. <laughs> Come as burrito. <laughs> You'd see people just like dumping shit in people's <laughs> batter and stuff. <laughs> Uh, where was I? Every day the contestants are given tasks to complete in order to earn the supplies they need. However, if any of them are bit, then you must be left behind. You bit! They've done this before. Yeah, you're telling me that. And I... In London. <laughs> it was on the BBC. Not that one. <laughs> and it was called I Survived a Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah, I, I, I like do 20, not remember that. 2018, I think. I believe you can watch the whole series on YouTube. Hmm. Uh, who said this? I think this is from a press release. Uh, since Korea is famous for our zombies. Hang on, what? I mean, they got uh, trade to Busan. It's keeping you up? Hmm? Keeping you up over here? I, yeah, I'm, I'm tired all the time. <laughs> yes, they do have trade to Busan. So, I mean, I guess they're known for their zombies now. Because of one movie? <laughs> I'm sure there are others that just don't know about them. There was, a, there was also the sequel. Train to From Busan. Busan. <laughs> no, that's what they should have called it. Right? Wasn't it called Peninsula? I think? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Since Korea is famous for our zombies, we decided to take the genre to the next level with Zombieverse, where contestants are fighting for survival as Seoul comes under a zombie attack. Zombieverse is a terrible name. It's not a good name. <laughs> Uh, well, they couldn't do Zombie World. I was taken. Why not? Because it's taken. By whom? By Universal. But that was Zombie Land. Yeah. There's got to be a Zombie World, though. That's got to be taken by somebody. It sounds like a video game. You just take it. Just <laughs> fucking fight me over it. <laughs> Mine's now. <laughs> this is South Korea, though. North Korea would do that. Sure, yeah. They would claim that Kim Jong-il invented it. Yeah. Uh, and they would show a picture of him on a horse. <laughs> you know apparently that guy's like super sick because he's a fat fuck uh and he's like just treats his body like a dumpster um jong-un right what did you say i said jong-il oh yeah his kid yeah so apparently behind the scenes uh his sister has been running the place i've heard that 
And apparently she's just as bad as him, except she's smart. Right, right. Yeah, so it's it's not it's, it's bad times. Hmm. Uh, zombie verse where contestants are fighting for survival survival as soul comes under a zombie attack to make the set more realistic we involved the art team from all of us are dead while the zombies were trained by the choreographers of kingdom kingdom i believe is a korean zombie show so there's that as well mm-hmm. oh yeah like i said this is you know similar to the i survived the zombie apocalypse or people in america might know the show the colony uh, which was not zombies specifically, but it was like a post-apocalyptic uh, wasteland survival show. And I think it had two or three seasons. It sounds vaguely familiar. I watched a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And I just kept waiting for zombies. It's like, this feels like it needs zombies. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do post-apocalyptic, why wouldn't you do zombies? Right. I mean, aside from having to pay more actors, but... Yeah. Well, they had raiders, though. So, like, just make the raiders zombies. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Yellow. I mean, who's not going to say, like, oh, putting out a casting call for people to play zombies? You will get so many, like, high schoolers that yeah. work at haunted houses and stuff that would, be, that would just think it was cool. You wouldn't even have to pay them. Oh, yeah. Be, yeah, you'd get people, like, just give them Hot Pockets and Tang, and they would be <laughs> in a pig, like a pig and shit. <coughs> Man, we were uh, at my parents' house over the 4th of July. And we went to the store, and people must have just been getting stuff for their barbecues or something, because there just shitloads of people there. But there's this one family who was buying so much tang. Like, why do you need this much tang? Are you going to space? Right. <laughs> there must have been like four or five, like just like tubs of tang. It's like, how long? How long does it does it? How how fast do you go through this stuff? Where you need to buy so much of it at one time. I mean, it's madness. Family just crushes tang everywhere they go, I guess. A lot of sugar. A lot of tang. A lot of tang. <laughs> I used to love tang. I mean, maybe then I you still got married. Do. What? Then you got married. Then you got married. Boom! <laughs> That's when my life fell apart. No, um, no my, my grandma used to have tang all the time and just drank so much tang. I don't like this metaphor anymore. <laughs> It wasn't a metaphor. I don't want to think about your grandma's tang. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Maybe she just stopped buying it, and then that's kind of when I stopped drinking it, I guess. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe I should buy some tang and try it again. Maybe. Recapture some of my childhood. Or Sunny D. Sunny D is good. Yeah. Sunny D is good in a screwdriver. You ever had a Sunny D screwdriver? I don't know that I have. So much better than a regular screwdriver. Because hmm. it's like, you know, orange juice is just kind of bitter. And, it you know, it not everybody really cares for it because it is bitter. And But if you put some Sunny D in there instead of orange juice, it's got that little bit of sweetness to it. Good stuff. Good to know. Yeah. If you've learned nothing else from this podcast, which I'm sure you haven't. No, not a damn thing. <laughs> not a goddamn thing. Cool. Yeah, like I said, August 8th. Should we uh, go? To Korea? <laughs> yeah, because we'd be fucking badass. <laughs> I mean, probably, but I don't want to. But we'd go. bring that American element into it. Be like, oh, you're falling behind. 
Goodbye. <laughs> like, trip him. Just pushing people over yep. him. It's <laughs> not a human shield. We'll come back for you. <laughs> I guess two of the people on here are like YouTube celebrities. Oh, yeah. One of them is named Jonathan. Oh. <laughs> just just Jonathan. Not, just... not the amazing Jonathan. <laughs> no. R.I.P. Oh, man. That just sucked. the regular Jonathan. Right. Like so, I, that's his name, the regular Jonathan. I get having like one name if your name is like Madonna or Cher or Pele. <laughs> but like Jonathan? No, there's too many Jonathans. But he's going to own it. You can't just be Jonathan. He's going to be the Jonathan. If you're going to be the Jonathan, that's fine. You can be the <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Korea. Zombies. Yes, I cry. Yes, I cry. Ha, ha. Living dead. Living dead. Living dead. Speaking of zombies, do you guys ever uh, think about things that like nobody ever asked for and then they happen and you're like, well, why? <laughs> well, I've got one of those things for you. Uh, apparently, Return of the Living Dead is being rebooted. Why, you ask? Don't know. For money? I mean, yeah, I guess. Uh, the company Living Dead Media is... Uh, behind it makes sense is that uh what's his face um i mean the guy who was behind the original one uh not romero but the other one yeah god damn i can't remember his name me neither uh o'bannon dan o'bannon yeah him that yeah. guy um apparently attached direct is steve walsh Hmm, Who you name sounds familiar. May or may not recognize from the film Muck. Oh, no. <laughs> Which seemed like it should have been awesome, but it was not. Like, I would never qualify uh, most horror movies that, uh, you know, this is going to sound terrible. Trying to f- trying to phrase it in the way that I mean and not the way that's going to sound terrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when there is a violence against women in horror, I don't necessarily raise a fuss. It's like that's just horror, violence against everyone. Sure. Muck was a different animal. <laughs> yes, that was unnecessarily and inappropriately violent towards women. Yeah. And it was just mean. Yeah. And it was also just wasn't a good movie. Yeah. No, yeah. It was not good. To, I'll forgive that in a lot of cases, you know, if the, if the violence and, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, the, 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 the special effects that that supports it. But even that wasn't good enough to make up for the, just the terrible story. Um, <clears throat> But anyway, yeah, so him. 
Uh, according to the company, I assume that's Living Dead Media. Yes. According um, to their website. I, I've never seen his other movie, which is, what was it? Something about goats? Uh, uh, yeah, Kill, Kill Her Goats. Kill Her Goats. I'm not familiar with it. But from, from what I saw online, it's equally as bad. Really? If not worse. Like quality or towards women? Um, I, do, I can't speak to the second part. But okay. just the I saw someone say they were two of the worst movies he'd ever seen in his life. Oh. Neat. So I'm on Living Dead Media's website. <coughs> uh, they have currently made three movies. Oh. Uh, one called Fog City, which I've never heard of. One called Muck. And one called Kill Her Goats. Oh. <laughs> so th- they've got a real good reputation then. <laughs> um, uh, according to their website, the next installment on the Return of the Living Dead franchise will reboot rather than remake. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's a, pl- a positive... So I feel like it might be insulting if they try to remake, just straight out remake Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. So Walsh also did Fog City. So is this his fucking company? It must be. Uh, Coming soon, Return of the Living Dead. National Lampoon's Dead Serious. What? Uh, the Night Returns. Fog City 2. Muck Chapter 1. They're still trying to do that? Apparently, according to their website. And Kill Her Goats Christmas. Okay. What is happening? (laughs) What is happening? I mean, Return of the Living Dead, it's not like Night of the Living Dead, where the rights are ambiguous. It's like somebody owns the rights. Don't they? As far as I know, yeah. <laughs> so that was why, like, they made it. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think I think it was because O'Bannon and, and Romero had just different ideas of where the, the franchise should go. I think that's why they split up after Night of the Living Dead. Either way, uh, they say our rebirth, our yeah, our reboot of the Return of the Living Dead will expand the existing world created by the original five films. God, there are five? Yeah, five. Jesus. Uh, while staying true to the R-rated sci-fi horror dark comedy roots adored by fans of the cult classic around the world for the last 35 years. I feel like the whole kind of like comedic element of it was kind of abandoned after the second one. Yes, there seemed to be. Because Return of the Living Dead 3 was definitely much more straight-laced than than the first two. <laughs> I mean, because it, it really didn't have that, that punk rock element to it anymore. Mm-hmm. Then they tried to do the Rave to the Grave, and it didn't have, like, I, I mean, I don't remember four or five having, like, any comedy. They were pretty, like, dark and yeah. just trying to be sinister. Yeah, and they were also sci-fi channel movies, so. Yeah, they're not good. They're not good. Um, 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 the company also notes on their official website, uh, we are excited to resurrect this storied franchise for current fans and new generations of zombie fans. Well, you know, more power to you, I guess. Stuff like this where I come more and more to understand, you know, like people getting up in arms about things being rebooted or, um, 
or remade. And it's just like, there's always been this, these kind of level-headed individuals out there say, this is not going to erase the ones that you already like. It's just a new one. Right. You can still enjoy the old stuff. And I feel like I'm starting to mature towards that point. <laughs> and this is like, this is helping with that. <laughs> or that is helping with this. It's like, all right, well, you know, Return of the Living Dead 1 and 2 and 3 to a lesser extent, those are still there. I can still enjoy them. I don't have to watch this. Yeah, it's it's more, I think, for like younger generations and they'll be like, Return of the Living Dead, other movies is fucking dog shit. And you'd be like, oh, young Padawan. Right. <laughs> that I guess that's something that I always held on to. It's just like, but you're ruining it for future generations because they're going to think that is what it is. Right. I mean, it's, you know, using the Star Wars reference, it's a perfect example. What's Star Wars? Huh? What's Star Wars? What's Star- <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I mean, there's been plenty of examples. Well, Ghostbusters, I think, was the biggest one. That's yeah, definitely. Um, but it's like, no, you, you don't understand. If you make a franchise out of this garbage, then people are going to think that that's Ghostbusters, right? It's not Ghostbusters. I mean, I, I'm sure we've said it on the show many times, but you should be remaking movies that suck. Those are the movies that you should be remaking. And it's probably the easiest thing to do, too. Yeah, because nobody gives a shit. Yeah, all you can do is fail upwards. Right. <laughs> Worst case scenario, it's the same movie and it sucks. Yeah. Like, if your movie sucks, you should be like, oh, well, the source material sucks. What do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> Just try and make it better, but, you know, can't win them all. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know if. Walsh wrote Muck, but he definitely directed it, so his stank is on it either way. Yeah, and like I said, these other two movies were also uh, also him, so... Right. So... He did write Muck. Okay. I thought I remembered writer, being a writer-director, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure. <coughs> anyway... So there you go. Okay, wait. So he he directed Fog City. Okay, all three. Fog City, Killer Goats, Muck. He wrote Fog City. Okay, he wrote all three also. Okay, sorry. <laughs> IMDb changed their format. I'm still not. Did they? Yeah, a while ago, but I'm still not fully understanding how it works. Also, here he is at the Muck premiere with a bunch of Playboy bunnies for some reason. That tracks. <laughs> what? Weren't some of the actresses in there Playboy models? Probably. Why does he look so angry? I don't know. He looks kind of like Napoleon Dynamite. Call. <laughs> oh. Uh, there you go. Um,. You know, hold your Return of the Living Dead franchise tight, kids, because they're coming for they're it. They're coming for it. Have 
So we here at the Great Plot Podcast, we're big fans of. Uh, no, this this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we are not big fans. Well, we are big fans of Sam Raimi, but that should not have said Sam Raimi. It should have said Ted Raimi, who we are also big fans of. Oh yeah, most definitely. Of Ted Raimi, of course, the brother of Sam Raimi, famous director of such films as Spider-Man Two and Drag Me to Hell. Right. <laughs> Ted Raimi being famous for being, hey, it's that guy. <laughs> In Spider-Man 2 <laughs> and Drag Me... Is he in Drag Me to Hell? Uh, God, I, you know, I don't think he is. He, of course, famously played Henrietta in Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2. Yes. But the the, de- or the Deadite Henrietta, not the right. regular one. Uh, well, he's got a new movie coming out. It's called Failure. <laughs> Trying to tell us something there, Ted? <laughs> It is a psychological thriller, which will we have its world premiere next month at Fright Fest in, in London um, on August 28th. Failure follows James, played by Raimi. Uh, James? Yeah, it could, maybe it's a soft, wa- a soft J. Yamas, <laughs> uh, who has a big, big debt with the bank and is given one hour to choose between financial ruin or murder <laughs> in order to protect his family. What kind of... Ch- what kind of choice is that? What kind of bank is this? <laughs> is it run by the mob? Yeah, it says who has a big debt with the bank. Not with the mob. Not with a bookie. <laughs> uh, as the hour progresses, he finds his home and phone invaded by multiple characters, pulling him in different directions, gradually adding to his distress and his unraveling. But who is real and who isn't? What? <laughs> Took a weird turn at the end there. Yeah. It's like, are you implying that... He's just Some like people are not in fact real. He's like, all I know is that motherfucker is not real. <laughs> Seen that video? Lady on the plane? No. Oh, there's this lady who went crazy on a plane and she was just like, I'm getting off the plane. You can stay if you want. But all I know is that motherfucker back there is not real. And people are like, what is she talking about? <laughs> What motherfucker? Yeah, and like it's funny because like everyone looks, and it's like even if there's somebody back there, like it's just like some guy sitting back there going, "What? <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about." <laughs> yeah, and then apparently they like had to get everybody off the plane, and then eventually let them back on. Boy, so I saw a quote from somebody on the plane who was like, "I'm not getting fucking final destination." <laughs> oh, but here's the craziest part. You know who was on that plane? Carrot top. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's who she's talking about. Uh, maybe he's got a weird face now. She could have thought he wasn't real. Face. He's all buff. It's fucking weird. It's so weird. Uh. Anyways, what is really interesting about <laughs> about failure? Now. <laughs> What's really interesting about failure is that it was shot in a single eighty-seven minute take. A oneer. It, they, it's an industry they term. Call it. They do call it a oneer. I don't need her. <laughs> I don't think that I've seen an entire movie in one take. Um, I know it's been done. Yes. I saw one. Fuck. I can't remember what it's called. Cop. I was going to say coffee and donuts, but that's not right. That's a, that's uh, Adam that's Green. Uh, Coffee. 
Coffee and cigarettes, maybe? But it, it's a whole movie. Jim Jarmusch? Hmm? Jim Jarmusch? Maybe he did it. I don't... I, 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 I saw it so long ago, I very remember very little about it. Is Bill Murray in it? I don't remember. No. I can remember... Gene Triplehorn was in it. That's the only person I can remember. How would you remember Gene Triplehorn and not Bill Murray? Don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it was a whole movie shot in one take with different cameras. So you had. So it's not just a wonder. Because a wonder doesn't cut. Didn't cut. Oh. There were two cameras going simultaneously. So, like, at any point. On the screen, you'd have two shots. Oh, it wouldn't switch. No. Well, characters would switch. (laughs) Go from, like, one shot to the other, and it would, like, carry on in this other, you know, other frame. Uh, It it was very creative, and it was easy to follow, surprisingly. It doesn't sound easy. No, it doesn't at all, but it was was very easy. Um, uh, God, I wish I could remember what it was called. I mean, I know there's a movie called Coffee and Cigarettes. I just don't know if it's the movie you're talking about. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 let me see if I can find it. Uh, let's see. Well, Ramey said in a statement, insanely excited to show British audiences this film. I really am. I, I fucking promise. <laughs> uh, as I'm mostly known to my fans as the horror guy. I'm proud of that, but this movie is going to show a different side of me that the fans will really dig. Also, it's at Fright Fest, the biggest horror and thriller event in the UK. My kind of movie goers. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's from director Alex Kahom. Kahom? Kahom? Quinn? Uh, um, who is returning to Fright Fest after his 2021 genre film debut, Forgiveness, which I'm not familiar with. Do you know Forgiveness? You know that movie? I don't think so. No? All right. Uh, the film also stars Merrick McCartha from Senior Year, Melissa Diaz from Ruthless. John Paul Madrano from Seven Days, and Daniel Kuhlman from Voodoo Macbeth, uh, and Noel Douglas Orpet from Nothing. I don't think I know any of I those. don't know any of those people or those movies. <laughs> I don't know any of that stuff. I don't, I don't know what the fuck you just said, little kid. <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay. So, so it's four frames. Holy moly. Um, it's called Time Code. That's not even close to what you said. No. <laughs> but again, I, I saw it so long ago. Um, four frames of simultaneous action that alternately follow a smitten lesbian lover as she obsesses over her partner's dalliances and the tense goings on of a Hollywood film production company. Yeah, so you get. Uh, yeah, so you've got like just these are all wonners. Like the, these these cameras never stop running. So it's four different wonners going at once. Yeah, and they will will like the characters will cross over, and like I said, you know the the one character will cross into the one, and like they'll part ways, and like they'll start following those characters now. And it's That's just, wild. It's always going, and yeah, it's it was really good. I think I remember it being good. <laughs> if nothing else, I remember it being very creative. It, it sounds very creative. For it sure. was from the the director of uh, Leaving Las Vegas. So yeah, oh. did it have Nicolas Cage in it? it did not have Nicolas Cage. But it did. And you just didn't didn't even notice. <laughs> I had Janine Triplehorn, 
Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan who? Scar. Skarsgård. Uh, Sama Hayek. Xander Berkeley. Um, and others. <laughs> Richard Edson. <laughs> All right. We'll go check out what is it called? Time Cop? <laughs> Time Code. <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin was in it. I, I felt like I vaguely remembered him being in it. Anyway. Yeah, really interesting concept. So, anyway. So, go check out Time Code. Or, if you're in London, <laughs> go check out Failure. Why is he doing this in London? Why is he doing it in America? Because they're his kind of moviegoers. Oh, so we're not his moviegoers? Apparently not. We can't be his moviegoers? Hey, we saw My Name is Bruce in theaters, Ted. So Yeah, fucking A. You were in that. We've yeah. seen it. Yeah. He sang that song about bean curd. Right. Wait, that was him? Well, there was a song about bean curd in it. Yeah, we, we sang it. Yeah. And Bruce sang it. Sang, Bruce sang it. <laughs> Quan me, Quan you, Quan D. <laughs> uh, apparently, I remember looking this up at some point, but apparently Quan D is actually a real deity. Is he? Yeah. Well, I'll be goddamned. Huh. I don't know if he's the patron saint of bean curd, but probably not. All right, so uh, one of the most hotly talked about books of the 90s and you know highly praised films of the early 2000s American Psycho one of the movies we bonded over yeah yeah yeah. you like American Psycho I like American Psycho (laughs) um I like the scene where he's having the threesome and he's pointing himself in the mirror yeah and he's like don't look at it because I've done that no you've not done that (laughs) no I haven't done that I was alone (laughs) <laughs> oh i've done it up here <laughs> done a lot of stuff up here a lot of it you do not want to know <laughs> no it is depraved <laughs> uh you never read the book though have you i have read part of the book oh okay i've read a part of a lot of books fair <laughs> yep <laughs> books just do not hold my attention uh I have a hard time retaining them. So a lot of times I'll like get to a part and it'll reference a previous part and I'll have to go back and reread the part it's referencing because I don't remember. Mm. I guess when that happens to me, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that a little bit. <laughs> Let's just keep this going. Um, but yeah, no, I, I read American Psycho uh, actually on the, the suggestion of your cousin. I think he actually loaned me his book. And uh, like, God damn, this is good. Nice, nice. Yeah, there it is. I got it right there. He definitely owns it. Um, and uh, like, God damn, this is a good book. And I can't remember if I'd seen the movie already or not. But um, yeah, and that that actually prompted me to start reading a lot of uh, Ellis. Do you read less than zero? Yeah, I read Less Than Zero. I read um, Paradise. Paradise Lost. No, it's Milton. 
What was the one that had Robert Downey Jr. in the movie? Was that Lesson Zero? That was Lessons. Yeah, that's Lesson Zero. Um, God damn it. Lesson Zero, Lunar Park. Um, Rules of Interaction? Yes. Yes, I did read that one. I saw that movie with the Dawson. The Dawson. <laughs> wasn't like the Dawson and like Shannon Sossaman. Uh, J- Jessica Biel, I think, was in it. Yes, I think you're right. Anyway, um, well, apparently, uh, American Psycho is getting the comic book treatment. Uh, an upcoming four issue series, uh, being published by Sumerian. Um, <clears throat> it's going to adapt the movie as well as serve as a sequel. Um, now I've read a treatment that was supposed to be a sequel to American Psycho. I've seen a sequel to American Psycho and it's terrible. Yeah, that was (laughs) bad. (laughs) Because fucking Jackie from that 70s show (laughs) kills Patrick Bateman. Yep. Please. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, so it's serving as a sequel to the film. Uh, Deadline is saying that the series will have a dual narrative, one showing a different perspective of Patman, Patrick Bateman's killing spree with a notable twist, and another revealing a modern another revealing modern day arc with surprising connections to the past. It's gonna be modern day because they have cell phones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the new tale, a social media-obsessed millennial, that tracks, uh, Charlie Carruthers, short for Charlene, so it's a female, presumably, right, goes on a downward spiral filled with violence. Uh, violence. Drug-fueled partying, partying leads to a bloodshed as Charlie leaves a trail of bodies on her way to discovering the truth about her dark nature. She, what, she's Bateman's daughter? Maybe. I mean, I think I probably already know. If you're if you're going to set it up like that, I think I, I, I already know. I, I mean, that stands to reason. Yeah. Rules of Attraction had a good cast. Yeah, too. The movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the Dawson, Jessica Biel, Kate Bosworth, Jay Baruchel, Fred Savage, Clifton Collins Jr., Faye Dunaway, that dude from American Pie. The pie fucker? No, not, not Jason <laughs> and Biggs. The other one. The, Have you seen that not, he's doing ads for a pie company now? No, I've seen I've seen him in the commercials for DoorDash. DoorDash, yeah. yeah. This this one. Oh yeah, the guy from Rookie of the Year. <laughs> yeah, funky butt loving. Um, Baumgartner is that his last name? In in Rookie of the Year. Oh fuck, I don't know. Eric Stoltz. <laughs> Stoltz. This dude from that one episode of Community. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Turn to page one hundred and fifty. Oh, there are no page numbers. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Marker Mike, Posey? So pretty much just uh, who's who of late 90s, early 2000s celebrities. Yeah. Somebody named Holly Hollywood? Sounds like a porn star. It does sound like a porn star. I wonder if she's a porn star. Um, Michael Calero. 
uh, from Quested, wrote the story for American Psycho comic with artwork yep. by <laughs> Pornstar. Yep. There you go. I mean, I'm guessing from this uh, filmography, I don't, I don't know if uh, Young and Anal 4 is mainstream. Yeah. Uh, or like Blonde's Ass is an Anal. All ass blow out one. So what you're telling me is that she likes butt stuff. <laughs> Sounds like it. I like how this is all that all ass blow out one. <laughs> it's like, oh, we've got plans for a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna shoot the first five this afternoon. <laughs> uh okay, yeah. So Michael Calero uh, wrote the story. Uh oh, there's gonna be artwork by Peter Kowalski. Uh, from The Witcher. I'm not sure if it's maybe the game or if there was a Witcher comic. Um, uh, color by Brad Simpson from Kong of Skull Island. American Psycho number one will slash its way onto comic book shelves on October 11th, 2023. I don't know about this. I I mean, it doesn't... It's it's not Bateman, so, like, why? yeah. So, you know, dual narrative, one showing a different perspective of Bateman's killing spree. So, like, who's who's got the other... Who What's what's a different perspective? Or who's... I feel like this is probably Bateman's daughter. And that... Um, her maybe her mom is either um uh what the hell is her his assistant's name um pam no not pam i can't remember her name. either his assistant or his fiance one of the two evelyn is his fiance i can't remember that was reese witherspoon right yeah in the movie yeah yeah i guess it's following the movie so yes uh, Chloe Savini as Jean. Jean, that's what it was. And it was just like a simple name, like Jean, Pam, Pam. Um, <clears throat> and I, I have to imagine that their the this different perspective is probably their perspective of what was going on around the time that Bateman was killing people. That's how I would write it. Yeah, she's a millennial, though, so she wouldn't be very old when he was doing his deeds. No, no. The, uh, the so There's two narratives, a perspe- perspective of Patrick Bateman's killing spree and the other revealing a modern-day arc. So there's... It's, what I'm gathering from this is it's like there's a... Somebody... Somebody else's perspective of what was happening with Bateman in the 80s and then a modern day take featuring this Charlie. Mm. So what I'm gathering is that Charlie's probably his daughter and this other perspective is Charlie's mom, whoever she may be. Could be. Again, that's how I would write it. You're not writing it. I'm not writing it. That's why you have no money. (laughs) It's true. I have no (laughs) money. Nobody pays me for stuff. I got a lot of ideas, guys. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's 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 smart to do this based on the film because I think that's what most people are probably more familiar with. Yeah. Um, but 
the book's got so much more to it than the movie did. And, um, yeah. Whatever. You got to do go where the money is, I guess. Yep. <clears throat> American Psycho. <laughs> I just moved in my new house today. Moving was hard, but I got squared away. Bell started ringing and changed right loud. I knew I'd moved in a haunted house. All right, so we are post Independence Day here in the United States, which for a lot of people means it's officially Halloween season. I don't. This is new to me. Like I've seen I've, that everywhere this year. Me like, too. What? I'm like, like I'm all for it, but. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I don't even think about Halloween until like the middle of September. Right. <laughs> and I'd love Halloween. Yeah. Like. Uh but yeah, a lot of people are getting in the spirit already. And a uh, big part of Halloween season is of course haunted attractions. What was that? My computer came out and plugged at some point. Oh no, is it dying? Yeah. Uh yeah, haunted attractions. There's a couple that me and Tony usually go to when we can. Yep. Uh, big big fans. Both worked in them when we were kids. Yep. Well, if you were in the Minnesota area. Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Don't you know? Oh, yeah. Well, don't you know that, that their Mall of America is going to have one of the biggest haunted attractions in the country? Oh, you don't say. That uh, sounds a little Irish. That was a little Irish, yeah. <laughs> but it's like. If I was good at accents, which I'm not. I'm not good at accents. Clearly. <laughs> I wonder if it would have sounded any different. <laughs> um, obviously, the Mall of America, biggest mall in the United States. And so, of course, if, if, you're, putting a hunt, if you're putting a haunted attraction in there, it's, it's going to be big. Yep. It's got to be big. <laughs> uh, it's being described as a new breed of haunted house, whatever that means. And it's called Onion Head's Revenge. Who's Onion Head? What is he revenging? Onion Head was always a name I used for girls to keep the, like their their fucking little top buns, little top knot. Yeah, I never heard that before. Now you have. It makes sense though. Yeah, it looks like an onion. It does look like an onion. Uh, being presented by American Monsters, Onion Head's Revenge is set to feature forty five thousand square feet of terror. That's so big. That's so many square feet of terror. I'm <laughs> uh, so scared all the time. I'm so terrified. Uh, and elaborate set designs for a haunt experience like no other. The attraction will be running from September 15th to October 31st. Something like that, where you're putting so much effort into so many square feet to do it for six weeks, seems like wasted effort. Yeah. That seems like something you got to keep open for like at least six months. Also, like, I can't imagine going through 45,000 square feet of terror. Like, I feel like at one point you're just like, are we done yet? Yeah. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not scared anymore. I'm just kind of tired. It's kind of annoyed. I just need some lunch. Just, things just keep jumping out at me, and it's like, I get it. <laughs> uh, the intricate detail and one... Scary. Oh, uh... no, there's a teenager in a mask. <laughs> that's the fucking worst. Oh, my God. That's why I hate so many haunts. Like, kid actors. Like, unless it's like a scene based around something to do with children, there should not be children in a haunted house. And I get, like, a lot of them operate with volunteers. I get that. But it takes away from the whole experience because unless it's, like, 
you know, some dead kid coming up out of a, a well or something. It's not creepy. Yeah. It's just annoying. Like the creepy ring girl or something. Yeah. But yeah, like if it's just like a kid coming out, it's like, I could kick your ass. Yeah. It's like, don't make me f- fucking punch don't, you. Don't make me physically harm you. Yeah. Especially uh, you've got fucking jumpy people who are likely to like start swinging. Yeah. I remember one time I was working in this room where there was all these masks and gloves on the wall. <laughs> That's fucked up. And there was a couple of them that had like holes you could from behind. Sure. You know? And there was this guy and I knew who he was. So I was like, oh, I'm going to fuck with Matt. Um, and he had his back to the wall. And so I you know, put my face in the mask and I put my hands in the gloves and I just tapped on his shoulder. And he was like, turn around. And he was like, who did that? You're not allowed to fucking touch me. And he's like going off. And I just pulled my hands out and walked away. And he's sitting there yelling at this empty mask. <laughs> what a dildo. <laughs> I don't know who you are, Matt, but you're probably a dildo. <laughs> I hope he remembers that. Uh, the intricate detail in one-of-a-kind offerings such as specialty bars with themed cocktails and food. Now I'm listening. All right, that was my probably. favorite part of... Uh, fucking dark harbor oh so dope. those hidden bars oh yeah the hidden bars were great was, does yeah. shacktoberfest have hidden bars i doubt it probably not probably not yeah, uh, is it even on the ship if it uh i think part of it is yeah is it okay i think i could be wrong but i don't know <laughs> hmm. if i'm wrong then shack tell me fucking call me anybody else i don't care if shack specifically tells me i'm wrong then i'll believe it right. but if somebody else is like oh i went to shacktoberfest and there were 18 hidden bars i'd be like shut up nerd <laughs> I don't believe you. Remember when we were at Dark Harbor and we're just like, God damn, you just sit down because we had had a few drinks and it was, it was getting so tiring. <laughs> uh, it's like, we need a place to sit down. I walked into this trailer that had like this covered seating area. It's, I'm remembering it being a trailer of some sort. Yeah. It was just, you know, had a big open side with chairs and, you know, an, an awning. We just walked in and sat down and somebody came up and was like, uh, excuse me, do you have a, a VIP bracelet? No. Yes. <laughs> it's like, no, this is for VIP, VIPs only. And there's like nobody there. It was empty. <laughs> it's like, okay. Just can I just rest my ankles for five minutes? Right. It's like we've been doing so much walking. So so much walking. And so much standing. Yeah. That's what that was the worst part. Was that before or after Disneyland? That was after, I think. I want to say it was one of the last things we did. Okay, because, yeah, we we flew into town. We went immediately to Universal Studios. Did that all night. Yep. And then, wait, sorry, did you say it was before or after? I think think it was after. I think it was one of the last things we did. Okay. So, yeah, that that makes sense because I'm pretty sure we went to Disneyland not the next day, but the day after. Yes, I think so. So, that's just a lot of, so much walking. So we went to Disneyland, and then the next day we went to fucking California Adventure. Mm-hmm. For the Oogie Boogie Bash, yeah. And yeah, then we did Dark Harbor. It's like, my feet hurt so bad. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Themed bars, or themed cocktails and food create a haunt experience like no other. Uh, much like Universal's haunted or Halloween Horror Nights, they're also promising terrifyingly evocative sets, as well as media-based scare moments. What does that mean? I don't, I don't know. Media-based scare moments. Theatrical lighting, special effects, and an original soundtrack. Cool. I'm not that, I don't care that much about the original soundtrack. Not really. This is like fucking, I don't know, Buckethead or something. <laughs> just wailing. 
I mean, unless it's a lot of stuff like Monsters After Dark from the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Yeah. It's only available during Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like, that song slaps. Sure, yeah. Uh, okay, so what is Onion Head's Revenge about, you ask? I asked that. He did. Yeah, he I did. asked that. Yeah, well, let me, let me tell me. According to local legend, Onion Head is the cruel nickname forced upon young women who wear their uh, hair up in ponytails on top of their head. <laughs> <laughs> no, Onion Head is the cruel nickname forced upon a young boy from Slidell, Louisiana. Wait, hold on. What? What? Louisiana? Should be me- magically whisked away to <laughs> Slidell, Louisiana. <laughs> Hi, I'm in Slidell, Louisiana. <laughs> um... Yeah, are we pretending? Are we pretending we're not in Minnesota? <laughs> yeah, where it's going to be fucking balls cold in fucking October. Right, pre- pretend you're in the bayou and it's nice and muggy and <laughs> not four degrees. <laughs> pretend there's not a s- snowstorm raging mere feet from us. I don't know. I mean, global warming, maybe it's not that cold there in October as, as it used to be. Well, I think like probably you mean, with all speaking the, like I know from experience, all the ice caps melting, it's probably even colder. What? That's how it works. That's why we get snow now. Because the ice caps are melting. Yeah, I don't understand that. And that makes the world colder in the winter, and warmer in the summer. That's why you got idiots like fucking Trump being like, bet you wish you had that global warming now every fucking December. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Onion has the cruel nickname forced upon a young man from Slidell, Louisiana, who was brutally murdered by a vigilante mob after being wrongly accused for the murder of a young woman. Consumed by rage, the assailants hacked his body into 13 pieces and scattered them in a nearby cemetery. Swearing vengeance, his mother put a hex on the townspeople who took her son. Hex! Hex, 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 hex. That's how she, that's how you put a hex on people. Is that how? Yep. Good to know. Just say hex, and they're hexed. You got to do. You got you to make an X with your hands this. or with your fingers. You suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I got two words for you: hex, hex. <laughs> uh, hex on the townspeople who took her son in the months following. Those responsible for Onionhead's murder were each victims of gruesome deaths. Locals still report sightings of a monstrosity hideously stitched together, stalking the cemetery, and out for revenge. Uh, American Monsters is hiring now for this year's Mall of America attraction, and you can sign up and learn more at AmericanMonsters.com. If you are in the Minnesota area or going to be in the Minnesota area this Halloween, pre-sale tickets uh, go on sale August 1st, which is right around the corner. Should we go? No. Because <laughs> you want to go to Minnesota? I'm going to Minnesota. What am I going to do in Minnesota? Fucking fish? Go to a T-Wolves game? No. <laughs> no, dude, not in a fucking basketball. A fucking Twins game? No. Fucking Vikings game? No. <laughs> fucking Minnesota United game? I don't know what that is. This is the MLS team. Oh. No. <laughs> you just go to this and go home? I mean, kind of, yeah. That doesn't seem worth it. Do we even know where? Oh, Mar- in the Mall of America, America. So it's specifically. Minneapolis. Twin Cities. Right? Mm-hmm. It's in Minneapolis, right? I believe so. It's probably in some suburb. That- <sighs> it's a big fucking place. I've only seen aerials of it, but... Uh, Bloomington. Bloomington. 
Man, uh, I think the biggest mall that I've ever personally been in was this place in fucking Canada. It's called Metropolis at Metro Town. Or maybe vice versa. Maybe it's, yeah, Metropolis at Metro Town. This is, is like. Seems the, redundant. Huh? Seems redundant. Yeah. The town's not called Metro Town. It's just something they made up. Um, but yeah, it's a giant fucking mall. I never, I've like, I have been to malls in like fucking LA where they make big malls and I've never seen a mall that big for myself. I, I, I still don't think it's as big as Mall of America, but it's quite big. Mall of America is enormous. Like there's like roller coasters inside. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We have a share of big malls around here, though. Yeah. I mean, in like the Pacific Northwest, I mean. Oh, yeah. Although Lloyd Center isn't open anymore. Lloyd Center. It was in Portland. Oh. A big fucking mall. Never been. Very big. Is, is a biggin, mm. is what they say. Biggin. Do they say that? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's <laughs> it for horror business. Hey, we made it, guys. Yay. We're officially at the halfway mark. Uh, hour and 24 minutes. Not so bad. We've been worse. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when we managed to get horror business done? We got horror business done in one hour and reviews done in one hour. It was a two hour show. We just can't do that anymore. Did we do that? We ha- Yeah. It was right when we first cut back on horror business, like five stories and that's it. It's like, all right, we get this done in an hour. And we just we just can't do it anymore. It's too too much bullshit. And I think like telling us telling ourselves that we're not gonna do that anymore, we're just we're just lying to ourselves. Well, I, we 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 just stopped giving a shit. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> we're like, oh, we should probably stop talking about pogs. Now we're just like, hey fucking pogs, 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 pogs. <laughs> you guys remember pogs? <laughs> all right. But let's let's move on and uh, let's do some film reviews. All right, so film reviews, guys. These ones have nothing to do with each other. Literally nothing. I, I you sometimes I can come up with like a very thin, uh, you know connection between the two I, I got nothing for this one yeah that's fine <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be uh we're gonna be talking about natty knocks betty nugs natty knockers <laughs> and uh cheerleader camp so which one do you want to start with let's start with cheerleader camp okay every year the finalists for the miss cheerleader usa contest travel to this secluded camp There is no going back. For some, it'll be the crowning achievement of their lives. I'm going to win that queen contest. Nerves are on edge. There's something eating at everybody, right? Ever since we've been here, it's never a good night. Jealousies are exposed. And hatreds explode. This year, something evil has come over. The contestants. She shows I'm going to kill her. The instructors. You're a mascot, not a human. The judges. 
and the hired help. I hope you die. Something is about to make them all victims of bloody pom-poms. You start with Allison. She's so fine. Well, look at her long or you'll go blind. Next is Pam, and we'll tell you this. She ain't no sham. She comes out with a fam. Next is Ronnie. Yak's kind of funny. Steal your heart, but not your money. Can't forget Teresa. She's got what it takes. Putting her on this team was no mistake. Last is Lori. This is her story. She's our gator. You'll be seeing her later. Bloody pom-poms. We gotta walk out of here. It's at least 40 miles. Finally, something to die for. Oh, shit. I was gonna do a thing. I forgot. Idiots. I was gonna say, give me a C. Give me an H. We don't get time for this. Just let's You're gonna do the whole thing? Do, do the whole title? No, that was, I was gonna stop after Oh, three, I see. You know, I was gonna say this is taking too long. Let's just, do, game let's just do cheerleader camp. Um, all right, so cheerleader, cheerleader. What is it? Cheerleader camp uh, is a movie about a cheerleader camp. Hey, go figure. Yeah. Um, this was uh, from 1988, and uh, yeah. So I'm sure you. You, dear listeners, are probably asking the same question that Taylor asked, and that's, why did you pick this movie? And the simple answer is, I just wanted a dumb movie. Why not? Yeah. I just wanted something, like a dumb fucking popcorn movie to watch. Like, I didn't want to dig too hard or spend too much time, like, focusing on the plot. I just wanted something stupid to watch. <laughs> um, and this delivered in spades. <laughs> Uh, I saw this once a long time ago. Um, so much that, or so, so long ago that, like, I honestly didn't even remember the ending. Although the ending was easy to predict. It, it, yeah. I mean, I, I picked up on it. I mean, even if you don't pick on it, pick up on it right away, the last, like, 15, 20 minutes give it away. Horde. Yeah. Horde. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know if they're doing if they did that intentionally or if it was just you know I wouldn't even say it was poor writing necessarily because that's the thing is it's a good twist. Yeah. But yeah, they give it away. I think it was just because it's so uh not generic, but um What's the word? Fucking. Like, we've seen it before. Like, it's not anything new. It's definitely something that's been done in other movies and just really easy to see coming. Derivative? (coughs) Kind of. I mean, it's hard to say it's derivative because it came out at, like, the same time as all these other things. Although this did come out in 1988, which was kind of like the tail end of, like, the heyday of 80s slasher films. Right. Um. Uh, and this almost looked like it was maybe shot on video, even at, at parts, at least. Yeah, it may have just been the shitty version. That we it could be. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was telling Taylor this that when I picked this movie, I could swear up and down that it was on Shutter. It's like, all right, well, that, that'll work then. 
but then I would go sit down to watch it, and I can't find it anywhere. I looked in all my usual places, and like it was not in any of them. Like not even on like Tubi, which seems like it has fucking everything, right? Um, Especially like these low budget '80s stuff. Yeah, and I ended up finding some fucking shitty ripped copy on YouTube, which I assume we probably watched the exact same one. Was was the user just named Entertainment? Uh, I don't think so. No. Oh, then we maybe we didn't watch the same one. Oh well. Either way, I'm sure it was probably a copy of the same file, probably. just on different accounts. This one was nine years old, so it like clearly told me that nobody gave a fuck that it was on there. <laughs> it's like, because you know, if somebody loads a movie onto YouTube, it's gone within days. Oh yeah, if 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 that. But this one was on has been on there for nine years, so clearly nobody gives a shit. <clears throat> anyway, uh, cheerleader camp originally titled Bloody Pom Poms. It's a terrible name. It's terrible. Uh, has a star-studded cast. Does it? Well, you have our leading man, Leif Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> and Betsy Palmer. Or not Betsy Palmer. Betsy... Uh... Russell? Russell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Terry Weigel. Famous 80s porn star. 80s and 90s, I guess. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> so we open up and what's, uh, does she have any good credits? Terry Weigel? Yeah. I don't know. My friend's hot mom, 27. <laughs> Lesbian babysitters, volume five. Um, masturbation nation five. <laughs> Great name. <laughs> Big tit fixation. <laughs> American Bukaki does the stars. What? <laughs> Butt man at nudes a poppin' 16. <laughs> All right. Oh, also this had fucking Buck. Oh, reprising her role from Butt man at nudes a poppin' 10 and 12. <laughs> Uh, this also had Buck Flower, which you'd notice or know from several 80s movies. Would I? Yeah. Uh, he, probably, most notably, <laughs> maybe, in Back to the Future, he's, he's the former mayor of Hill Valley, Red, He's the, but he's the bum. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, you know him. Crazy drunk drivers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, God, he's, yeah, he's in a bunch of shit. Um, apparently he was in The Erotic Adventures of Pinocchio, just, just so you know. Oh, yeah, it was Terry Weigel in that, too. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, Terry Weigel was in Innocent Blood. Oh. Yeah, she did, she, she did a handful of le- legitimate films. <laughs> calling cheerleader camp legitimate well no calling porn like illegitimate it oh. seems like it just it's so denigrating but yeah that's that's what they call them uh yeah buck flower has been in so much shit and i'm trying to find maniac cop 
pumpkin head. They live. They live. Oh yeah, he wasn't late. They live. <clears throat> Power Rangers Time Force. What really? Apparently. Wow. Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue. Power Rangers in Space. Oh, he was in Breaking. The first one. The first one. Oh well, who cares? <laughs> breaking, breaking, breaking. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, so the group from, what's the name of their school? Something Valley? Leno Valley or something? Leno? Is that what it was? I want to I say Leno, but I don't know that that's right. Um, something with an L. <coughs> they're on their way to a cheerleader camp, the titular cheerleader camp. Um, wasn't it called like Camp Ra-Ra or something? Hurrah. Like that? Hurrah. Um, they're on their way, uh, you know, in a big fucking panel van, like most 80s horror movies start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, centered around Allison, who's asleep in the back, and she's having this terrible nightmare um, of... Oh, shit, what was that first dream about? Uh, she was she was trying out for the cheerleading team, and she was late, and then she shows up, and there's this That's right. disembodied voice like talking to her. But the only people in the crowd are her parents. Right. And then she, and then her pom-poms start attacking her. Right. And slashing her wrists. Yeah, she's running through the fucking, uh, you know, the locker room. Running through the halls she, of her high school. <laughs> yep. And, and then she, she screams at the top, top of her lungs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she runs out to the football field and she slips in fucking mud. Just this one big patch of mud. And there's no mud on her when she gets up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so she wakes up from that, and she's in the back of the van, and Leaf Garrett's like, hey, babe, what's going on? <laughs> babe. By the way, spoilers, because this movie is mad old and is free on YouTube, so right. you have no excuses. <laughs> Other than, like, why would I want to watch that? Right. <laughs> um, oh, man, this trailer says bloody pom-poms. <laughs> Oh, on IMDb. Ah, it's so funny how those titles worked back then. You know, back in like the seventies and eighties, it's like they'd they'd start advertising a movie with one title, and then like right before they release it, it's like, no, let's change it. Yeah, <laughs> and then nobody sees it because they don't know what the fuck it is. Right. Um. Anyway, so they get to the camp. And everybody, you know, it's a cheerleading camp, so naturally everybody's out on the lawn just rehearsing their routines, because that's what you do. It's cheerleading camp. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they had a spirit stick. What is that? Like from Bring It On. You can't drop the spirit stick, otherwise you're fucking dead, cursed, or something. You get a hex. You get a hex. <laughs> hex. Hex, hex, hex. Degeneration hex. <laughs> Hexed. Hex it. Yeah. Like, so Leaf Garrett, he plays uh, Allison's boyfriend, Brent. Uh, They get out, they get out of the van. And then within two minutes, he's flirting with some chick. It's like, oh, this guy's a fucking. Yeah. Right in front of her. And she's like, no, I can't believe he's doing that again. (laughs) What is happening? 
Um, and uh, yeah, we meet the the camp owner, I guess, uh, Mrs. or Miss Tipton, um, who's just this real hard ass. It's like, oh, you, know, you guys are late. It's like, we're late for what? Um, for cheerleader camp. But it's like, is there a scheduled time you're supposed to be <laughs> at a camp? Yes, clearly. It's kind of as long as you show up on the day, I feel like it wouldn't matter. <sighs> um. Anyway, yeah. So she's all bent out of shape, but her friend Corey, uh, who's the mascot for the team, so she's not the actual she's not an actual cheerleader. Um, but she apparently she still goes to cheerleader camp. Um, you know, it's just like oh, you know, forget him. That, that she's camp. the mascot. That's what I said. Oh, did you miss that? Yeah, oh. I just heard you say she's not a cheerleader, but she goes to cheerleader camp. <laughs> yeah, I said she's a mascot, so not an actual cheerleader, but she still goes to cheerleader oh, camp. Oh, I missed the part where you said mascot. I said it. I said it. Well, because she has to enter the mascot breakdancing competition later in the movie. Right. And she was in Breaking and Breaking Breakin'. 2, so she probably... <laughs> electric Boogaloo? Yeah, the, you know, the Electric Boogaloo. So she knows. She knows how to breakdance. She knows breaking. Yeah, twice. And Electric Boogaloos. <laughs> right. You don't want to mess with that electric boogaloo. Um, she's a she's a gator. Yep, which presumably is the name of their team. Presumably, um, although they're like their uniforms are so generic, it's like a Halloween costume. Yeah, it's just got a megaphone. It's got a megaphone and doesn't have like a big C on it. It's got a big L on it. It is L. Yeah. Okay. Why am I remembering a C then? I don't, I don't know. know. Whatever. Um, and uh, anyway, so they <laughs> decide they're all going to go down to the, the the river, I guess. The water and hole. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I guess it is a river. So they go down the river, and um, they are sunbathing out on the rocks, and they start taking their tops off because, of course, it's the best part. So yeah, the the one that um, what's his name? Bryce, Brent, Brent. The one that Brent was was hitting on is just already just laid out with her tits out. Yeah, and you know all the other girls are just like, oh, she's so pretty, and her tits are so great. And Pam is just like, I got tits too. Boom, look at them. Yeah, and then uh, the big fat guy, Timmy, Tim, who's who's the male cheerleader, but he's got to be three hundred pounds if he's an ounce. Yeah, he is like. He's in that Belushi mold. <laughs> and like the only other thing, it's funny, this movie is full of people where it's just like, hey, I've seen that guy in, in something else. Really? This guy saw him in Roadhouse. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's, he's one of the bouncers <laughs> at, the ro- at, at, at the Roadhouse. The titular Roadhouse. <laughs> and um, uh, anyway, he's he's like that, he's, he's, the, he's the, the, fat, the funny fat guy. He's carrying around a camera because it seems like in these kinds of movies, somebody's always got a camera. And he's spying on... He's, he's dressed in drag. Like, he's dressed as, like, an old lady. He's hiding in the bushes, and he's just filming these girls sunbathing with their tops off. And uh, then we find out that the local sheriff is doing the same with his, you know, up on some bluff with his binoculars. Yeah. Uh, um... And then Pop calls him out on it. Right. And then we like. He was like, I'm just doing my duty. He was like, more like doing your dirty. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) 
And then Pop just disappears like a fucking phantom. Yeah, like Batman. Yeah. Um. Uh. So the next morning, Allison finds Susie, the the blonde girl that Brent was flirting with, in her uh, cabin. Apparently, has slit her wrists. She's stone cold now. Stone cold. Da 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 da. da. By God, that's got that's Stone Cold's music. <laughs> um. Yeah. So she, instead of just like immediately calling the cops, uh, Miss Tipton and Pop and what was the this cook? Yeah, I don't know what the cook's name was. Um, Cookie. <laughs> he had. Did he have a name? Did they ever say it. They said it like once. And it sounded like a girl name. And I can't remember what the hell it was. Cookie? <laughs> I don't think it was Cookie. <laughs> okay. It, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, they, they hurry all the girls off because you know, apparently you, you allow an audience to form for this kind of thing. Uh, they hustle all of them off. And um, they're just like, well, let's, you know, let's get this taken care of. And their solution for that was to wrap her in plastic and put her in the walk-in cooler. Yeah, and like uh, Pop is doing something. We can't see what he's doing. And she's just like, can you hurry up? And he's like, I'm going as fast as I can. I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah. I thought I missed something because I like looked away, you know, for whatever reason, and then looked back and he was doing whatever he was doing. I backed it up. I'm like, wait, hold on. What is he doing? And it never it doesn't show you. No. He's just fiddling. Yeah. Like... It, it's whatever it is that looks delicate. It doesn't like he's not wrapping her up in plastic or anything like that. And there's like some sound too that I couldn't really identify. Like almost like like a crinkling sound. I don't know. Like he's trying to pick up a chip bag with a stick or something. <laughs> like hold on, I'm working as fast as I can. Got him. Okay, what was I doing? <laughs> um, <clears throat> got my Doritos. <laughs> uh, so. But then when they show her later, when they show when they when they're wheeling her into the cooler, it looks like she's got a compound fracture. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the next, I guess, the next day. How I mean, how long is this camp? Because it seems like there's a lot of next days, and like, is it summer camp? Like what a week? Month maybe? A month? That's a long time. I don't know. Okay, week. I only went to camp for a week. I only went to camp for a week. So, but that was school camp. It That's yeah. Camp. It wasn't like a specific magic camp or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, the next day Allison goes. Uh, she she's she goes into the the, the mess hall or, or the kitchen or whatever, and this, this uh, camp cook. He's out there cutting up this side of beef. It's like that, that, that. I was probably focused way too much on that, but he's like cutting up in like an entire like side of beef. It's like, how much meat do you need? And it's like, why is this not already done? Why are you doing this at camp? <laughs> why didn't you just have a pre-prepared side of beef? Like that's already like the ribs are already cut up, and you know you've already got like chops and steaks and stuff cut up. 
would have saved yourself a lot of time. Yeah, I don't know. You thought about this a lot more than I did. <laughs> well, it's just like, I, it was so off-putting and like out of place. It's like, why is this guy cutting well, up I think beef? that's the point. They wanted to kind of throw you a red herring and make you think the cookie was the killer. I guess. Um, anyway, she goes in looking for a Coke or, or, or whatever, and she goes into the walk-in. All she wanted was a Pepsi. Yeah. She goes that's in- another song that the Aquabats covered. Oh, that's of. right. <laughs> but all he kept, he just kept saying, all I want is a Pepsi. He just want Pepsi. <laughs> Because I think that's like all the people who like really remember just yeah. off the top of their head. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, you're on drugs. No, Mom, I'm not on drugs. I just want a Pepsi. Um. Anyway, she goes and look at. She goes and asking for a soda, mm-hmm. and walks into the cooler and picks up a jug of milk and starts drinking from it. And it's like, what kind of scumbag does that? <laughs> It's like, you weren't even looking for milk. You wanted a soda. Yeah. Get a fucking soda. Don't drink from the milk. And if you want milk, put it in a glass. Yeah. Fucking animal. Like a fucking grown-up. Um, and I can't remember what causes it. I think maybe she bumps into something or trips or something. Yeah. And this big thing on the top shelf, wrapped up in plastic, comes tumbling down. And hey, it's Susie. And she's frozen now. Yeah. And then uh, I think it's Allison calls the cops. <laughs> and the sheriff, who's being a peeping Tom earlier, shows up and just like, you know, basically giving uh, Miss Tipton the, 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 the what for, saying, why didn't you call this in? What do you think was going to happen? She was just going to disappear. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I like I don't I don't want to explain every second of this movie. It's it's actually pretty slow for like the first quarter to half of the movie. No, we gotta finish talking about that scene though. Okay, well yeah, so she's <laughs> like, let me talk to him alone, and she takes him into her office or her cabin or something, and you know just kind of like what well, we can what can we do to make this go away type type thing, and uh, and he's like, well I don't know, this is a pretty big thing and. She's like, well, let me go put on something more comfortable. Yeah. And she comes out, of course, wearing a cheerleader outfit. Of course. And he, in the meantime, has completely stripped down to his, to his fucking boxers. And uh, he starts reliving the glory days. Yeah, he starts just like being Al Michaels or something. He's like, he's at the 15, he's at the 10. Yeah. And he's like, he's headed for the goalposts. And that's when she jumps back and falls, you know, falls back on the bed with her legs up in the air. Yep. The goalposts. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he, he mounts her. Yep. And Timmy's outside. And enters her. Timmy's outside recording the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Through uh, fucking one of those telescopes that you make when you're a kid. Yeah. With the, with the mirrors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and when he comes, he yells touchdown. <laughs> well, you don't do that? Nope. <laughs> uh, la, la, la. Yeah, so like, I yell goal like a Spanish soccer <laughs> announcer. Go! Go! <laughs> just ridiculously long and ob- obnoxious. I just go. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm coming. I I'm, came. I'm done. <laughs> like I'm forgetting Sir Marshall's. I'm coming. 
<laughs> I just came. Oh. Uh, I was watching this video. Um, it was like, I think it was Variety. Uh, you know, they have like stars on and just have them do these videos. And this one was um, uh, Jason Siegel. And they were feeding him lines from his character, from various characters that he's played, and made him guess what character it was. Um, and at one point, they hand him this card that says, I just need to be my L on somebody's T's. <laughs> he said, oh, that's from Sarah, forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's like, um, and apparently the whole part where, where he's naked and she's dumping him while he's naked, apparently that actually happened to him. Not, really. not exactly, how, exactly how that played out. But said uh, that his his girlfriend had uh, flown in from out of town or came back from out of town, called him from the airport and said, hey, uh, I need to see you. And he thought that that was meaning that she was going to come home and, and fuck him. Uh, so he stripped down and he, <laughs> he described it as laying naked on the couch in a Burt Reynolds pose. So you know exactly what he's <laughs> talking about. <laughs> Um, and she shows up and yeah, she just dumps him while he's, while he's naked. And he said like, he said that the line was like, no, I'm not going to put clothes on because if I put clothes on, that means it's over. He said that that was, that was actually That's what he said. <laughs> and he said uh, at one, at about halfway through the whole thing at one point, he finally said, I need to go get dressed. And <laughs> he said he went through and he's like, and try to find a, an outfit to get dumped in. Is impossible. It's like he's going through all these things and like you know throwing off to the side and it's terrible. And he says he ends up in this blue button up shirt and khaki pants. And he comes out and says, "I'm wearing your favorite outfit." Thinking that would be she'd she'd be like, "Oh, that is my favorite outfit. Let's stay together." (laughs) He said that this was he was was young, like probably in college, um, so very very young and inexperienced in in the ways of. Love, of love, romance. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's so funny because this definitely sounds like the mentality of somebody at that age. Yeah, it's like I've never had that experience, but I'm also just like, yeah, I, can, I feel that. Yeah, <laughs> Some, somehow I feel it. Yeah, it's, it's like I can. I've never. I didn't do that, but I can definitely imagine but myself it having all done that. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> back to cheerleader camp. Yeah, so like I said, uh, not a lot happens aside when after Susie dies. It's it's pretty mundane for a good chunk of the movie. I'd I'd say up until about the halfway point when it's this you know shit starts going down, uh, and people just kind of start showing up dead, and most of them, not all of them, are all people from the Leno County crew mm-hmm. or Leno Valley crew. Uh, and that's kind of when you start putting the pieces together, I'd say. Like when you start thinking about, okay, well, clearly this is somebody who has a grudge against them in particular, you know, and, and no, they're not really interacting with anybody else. So the the movie tries really hard to convince you that Allison is the killer. Yeah. Like she has these dreams where she is killing people or she is finding dead bodies or something like she keeps having dreams about dead bodies. And then those people wind up dead. Right. And so it's not that she is like a, a serial killer or anything, but basically they try to make you think that she is like schizophrenic or has, you know, some kind of like blackouts where she goes on these murderous rampages yeah. and doesn't remember them when she wakes up. 
Yeah, at one point she's, um, I think it was, when was it, when, when, when Susie died, she asked Corey and says, you know, well, where was I when Susie died? Yeah. She said you were asleep. I think that's, I think that was when Pam died. Did they know Pam was already dead? I think so, but they didn't know that Teresa was dead yet. If I'm thinking of the right moment. Because didn't Teresa go looking for Pam? Mm, I think you're right. During the whole... Oh, was, and there's this big thing they're leading up to. You know, you've seen Bring It On, right? No. No, really? Oh, wow. I thought everybody had seen that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, have you ever seen, like, cheer competitions? Uh, I mean, I've seen, like, clips and stuff. Okay, like ESPN or something. Yeah. It's always done in, like, these big, you know, gymnasiums or, you know... Um, stages or something yeah it's like, like a, stadiums yeah it's an event yeah uh <laughs> grant granted this is a cheer that are camp but they're doing these tiny little um routines in what looks like probably i mean my frame of reference is pretty small i've only been to a few camps but like like the main hall and this looks like very small yeah for a, for a main building okay <laughs> And they're all just gathered around the fireplace doing the routines in front of this fireplace. It just looks really awkward. And there's also this like punk band yeah. performing. <laughs> yeah, so they do this. They have first they have the m- mascot dance off where uh Corey loses to a chicken. Yep. Uh and then they have the the cheer print is it was it cheer princess or cheerleading camp princess? Cheer, uh cheer queen. Cheer Okay. Right, cheer queen. Uh, where was, was her name? Brenda Bonnie Bonnie, um, who's also uh, she's Pam from Teen Wolf. Oh, okay. I thought she looked familiar, but yeah. I also thought she like she kind of gave me these like Maggie Lawson vibes. Sure, yeah, probably close to twenty years older, but yeah. I mean, I I knew it wasn't Maggie Lawson. But <laughs> <laughs> um, like everyone. Well, not everyone. But wait, Bonnie. Uh, did you say Brenda? No, you said Brenda. I, I said, said Brenda. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, yes. It, it is. Her name is Bonnie. Yes. I will confirm. Multiple people in this movie like just kind of gave me vibes of other people. Mm-hmm. Like Co- Corey, right? Corey or Connie? Corey. Corey. Corey kind of gave me these like Courtney Cox kind of vibes. Sure. Like young Courtney Cox, like Bruce Springsteen video Courtney Cox. Dude, I would swear uh, Lucinda Dickey, who, who played Corey. I would swear up and down that I knew her from something. She she looked like the fucking girlfriend from Teen Wolf too. A little bit, yeah. But like I I thought maybe I knew her from like a Friday the 13th or something. But no, she's she's was in a total of 1 2 3 4 5 6 movies. Wow. The the last show she was in she was in Grease 2, which I have seen. She was in Breaking and Breaking Two, which I, I honestly have not seen. She was in Ninja Three. Oh, and then she was in. Oh, sorry, this is a documentary of Breaking Two. <laughs> okay. Or wait, Electric Boogaloo: The Wild Untold Story of Canon Films. Okay, so she was in that, and then it, she had a couple things. So it looks like she she's a dancer by trade. It appears. Hmm. Um, I, mean, I guess that makes sense if she was in breaking and right. she's doing, although you, you don't even know it's her. I just assumed it wasn't her dancing in this cause I didn't know if she was a dancer. So I just, just cause she's got the head on the whole time. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, but I again, I swear up and down that I'd seen her in something. Yeah, she's got one of those one of those looks of yeah. you know somebody you know. But yeah, it's like I've seen Grease too, but her role was girl greaser. <laughs> okay, I don't remember a girl greaser in Grease too. <clears throat> anyway, um, but yeah, so things start going sideways, and the people from the the Lino Valley crew keep showing up dead. It doesn't seem to really be anybody else except for when somebody calls the sheriff out and he winds up dead. Um, Pop gets killed. Yeah, although, uh, well... First, kinda, I'm going out of order here. Yeah, but. first Miss Tipton gets killed. Was she first? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she like stumbled drunkenly out of the party all right because this yeah this competition it's like a competition slash party yeah i I got the impression it was maybe like the last day it seemed like yeah and so yeah there's like the you know there's a overall team competition i thought it was so weird that this party i mean not only that this party had some kind of like punk like post-punk almost new wave type band but also they're serving booze. And I presume that all of these kids were like high school kids. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it just seemed weird to me. But anyway. I mean, even if they're college, that's like maybe 21. But Right. Are well, you checking IDs? Right. <clears throat> yeah. So there's like a group competition, which they lose. And they're convinced that Tipton just has it out for them. Yeah, well, because Pam has disappeared. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Let me let me back up. What happened is that they were out at at the river again, and Brent is all bent out of shape because Allison won't put out because he's a cool guy, <laughs> and so he like just shamelessly starts flirting with Pam. Yeah, he's like sitting there giving her a massage and like putting suntan lotion on her right in front of Allison, and she starts giving him dirty looks. He's like, what? Yeah, she goes up and splashes him. And yeah, and they're both just like, what's your problem? And she po- goes and picks up her towel and leaves. It's like fucking Van Winkle in the <laughs> Friday the 13th yeah. remake. <laughs> Been with this guy? Fucking all over the woods? Dude, you haven't watched Fubar, have you? No. Uh, he's in that. He's he's just classic. Classic Van Winkle. Classic Van Winkle. <laughs> I mean, he basically plays Trent. Trent, that was his name. Just not as big of a, a dickhead. Like, he's kind of a, a lovable dickhead. <laughs> um, but he, he's just like, he's nailed his 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 lot in life. Yeah. Like, that that's the role he plays, and he's just, he keeps playing it. But anyway. um, And so Pam, they go off, Pam and Brent, they go off into the woods somewhere, and they, they we see them, they're, they're making out, and... Well, they were still at the river. They just went... A little more far down the down the river, they're like up against. They're they were sitting uh, on rocks. Like she was sitting on a rock, and he was trying to like dry hump her, and she was like, "No, no." Do they? Why do I am I picturing them like she runs off into the woods? Okay, maybe. Oh, well, whatever. But when she's he's just like, "Oh, now you're all talk." Yeah, well, he, fucking slut. <laughs> he well, she says, you know, I don't want to be that girl. You know, I'm I'm in it for something real. And he's like, 
you know, he, he doesn't call her a slut. That's always my favorite when a guy calls a girl a slut because she won't put out. Right. She's he's basically just calling her, or not calling her, but like implying that she's just the cock tease. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. So she walks off alone, and she gets the burning in the back of the yeah. head. By that I mean I, she gets a pair of garden shears in, in the in the back of her head. And anyway, so that's where Pam's been this whole time. Everybody doesn't know where Pam is, but they're looking at Brent because she was the last. He's the last one to see her, and so everybody's suspicious of Brent now. So we've got but all... Allison also has a dream about killing Pam, right? Because um, in her dream, Brent was fucking her in front of Pop and Miss Tempton and the sheriff and all the, all mascots. the mascots, and they're all just like, "Do it again, do it again, harder, harder." <laughs> and then she comes up with her with her pom poms, razor palms, yeah, yeah, which have apparently something you know. Do you ever actually see anything mm. in it? It's just implied that it's razors or something, something in it. Something, yeah. You know? And starts cutting Pam up. Um, but again, that was a dream. But also, we're... So basically, at this time, we have very two, two very strong suspects. Like, we don't know if it's Allison. Or maybe maybe Brent was just intended to be kind of a, a red herring. Um, that, like, maybe the people in the film were supposed to think maybe he's a suspect and that's... We weren't necessarily supposed to as the audience. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but so, yeah. During the the cheer queen crowning crowning election, whatever. Uh, you know, was it was it Teresa that was like really like gunning for that, or was it? I think it was Allison. Or is it Allison? Okay. Um. Either way, Teresa instead of. Participating goes off into the woods to look for Pam, um, and she gets run down. She finds Pam dead against a tree, and it was, I don't know if the quality was so shitty. Was there like a spider hanging out of her mouth or something? I didn't notice that. Oh. But then she, like this van almost runs her off the road and then comes chasing her down and, and pins her against, pins her against a, tree, against a yeah. tree. So she's dead now. Um, And then... What was the fat guy's name? Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> so they're all very suspect of somebody, you know, picking them off at this point. And they all uh, take off to go back, to run back to the camp. And Timmy, he's like, oh, you know, he's, he's kind of like that guy. It's like somebody needs to be filming. This, or, you know, somebody needs to tape this or, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like, okay, guy. And instead, he sets up his camera so he can record himself jacking off. Oh, was he jacking off? I thought he was taking a piss. I don't. The way he was talking, it sounded like he was going. Yeah, the way he was narrating was very strange. It was awkward. This was what it was. And, He's basically uh, just like, "There's, there's a monster out there, and he needs to be freed." Yeah, and then he pulls out his dick. <laughs> he pulls out his dick, and then we later on we see the recording of what happened. He turns around, and then something catches him right in the in the dick right i couldn't make out what it was because again the quality was really shitty yeah <coughs> i don't think i think it was kind of off screen you didn't really see it anyways yeah. anyway so the, you know the the suspect pool is narrowing down very quickly um and all we've got left is allison brent and bonnie and Corey. is bonnie <laughs> i said the wrong <laughs> name again uh and Corey, yes um but then Pop goes in the woods and starts like firing off rounds. And so now you're like, oh, now is it Pop? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, get out of here. 
Basically. He says, your girl's dead. Go back to camp. Bam. Bam. <laughs> like, blast four shots in the air. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um. Anyway, so they go back to camp, and uh, I don't know. People die. I, I, don't, I don't remember how Bonnie gets it. Do you? Bonnie. Oh, wait. So, okay. Bonnie goes off somewhere. Um, she goes to call the police. A Cor- Corey and Bonnie go to call the police, uh, leaving Brenton alone. Brent alone with Oh, this Allison. was after they killed Pop. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they, they killed. They, they, Corey shoots Pop. Right. Because they are convinced, they're, they're that, convinced he's, that he's the killer. Yeah. So Corey shoots Pop. And then they all go back to the cabin and they're like getting ready to party. They're, they're celebrating that, you know, they think that they've won. Yeah. Yeah. And Brent thinks this is an ample opportunity to pour drinks and celebrate. Yeah. What? What? And so then, yeah, Bonnie goes to call the police and he tells Corey, he's like, can you make sure she doesn't fuck it up? Because Bonnie's the ditzy one. Right. So he says, you know, can you go make sure she knows how to like what number 911 is? <laughs> and then as soon as Corey leaves, he's like, we should fuck. Yeah. And she's like, hold on. <laughs> like, clearly, I mean, she's not forgetting what has ha- transpired over the last couple of days uh, or, or in the last 10 minutes, you know. And she's like, you're drunk. And I'm like, when did that happen? Yeah. I mean, they were drinking at the party, but. That, yeah, I feel like these experiences are one that, a little sobering. Yeah, God, can you imagine having to go through all this shit while you're drunk? I just be like, I just just kill me. <laughs> I'm just gonna lay down. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is tiring. This is too much. Um, <coughs> I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Corey uh, comes back in saying she she lost track of Bonnie. She has no idea where she is, and so they all go looking for her. Um, well, no, Bryce goes looking for her. Sorry, Brent, yeah, Brent takes Brent. off, and Corey's just like, you know, he's the killer. Yeah, right? was, she's saying, you know, I Brent, I'm, I he killed everyone, and you know, hands uh, Allison the gun. So we got to take care of him before he, you know, he, before he gets us, and. They go down and they find him at the payphone with Bonnie's dead body. Yeah. Um, and what does Allison yell here? She yells something before she pulls the trigger. It's something killer. What is what is who yelled? Allison. Uh, yes, like you're a killer or something like that. Like, I I didn't rewind, but it sounded to me like she went, "Hello, killer." <laughs> I was like, that's a weird thing to yell. <laughs> anyway, so she shoots Brent. He's dead. Days, days, days. <laughs> so it's just her and Corey. Um and then, then the then the cops come and yeah. it's kind of the aftermath. We we jump ahead a little bit and um you know Corey tells Corey, the cops that Allison did killed everybody. Yeah. And that's when that's when the whole payoff is just like, yeah. Yeah, I figured this out. Yeah, yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> like I said, at, like, if you haven't figured it out about 15 minutes before the movie's over, I don't know what you're watching, because they make it real obvious. Yeah, what her motivation was is a little murky. She always wanted to be a cheerleader. Well, sure, but why did she, why did she pick out 
Allison, who was like her best friend, to take the fall. That seems a little awkward. Or she, I mean, she literally probably could have just killed one person and like, hey, well, you know, you got an open spot on the team now. Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, and so as she's being wheeled away, and the, I love the cop comes up to like handcuff her, and she's like, "I'm not ready." I'm like, "That's not how this works." Yeah, just like, "Don't touch <laughs> me, I'm not ready." Which actually, you know, for victims of um, abuse, it's a pretty common thing. Well, sure, but they think she's a mass murderer. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they haul her off in, in an ambulance. Um, Which I didn't understand either. Like, put her on a gurney and roll her away. And I'm like, why is she on a gurney? Yeah, like, I don't know. She hadn't... She didn't have any injuries that I can recall. Right. Unless they felt they needed to strap her down or something. Maybe. But we've got Corey, who's now wearing a cheerleading cheerleader outfit. Um, you know, cheering. By herself. Yeah. Because that's what people do. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, it was it was really really easy to nail down who it was. Originally, I thought it was because, um, she was like in love with her because mm. he was kind of putting off that vibe. Um, but you know, it's not how you get there; it's that you get there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's not so, the journey; it's the destination. Exactly. So, um, this is uh. I like I said, it's exactly what I was planning, it, planning f- f- for it to be. Just a really dumb, cheesy popcorn movie that's easily digestible. You don't have to think too hard about it. Right. It's just a, it's a good summertime movie, I guess. I mean, there are better ones to be sure. There Absolutely. are there are much better ones, but there's <laughs> also a lot worse. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I've seen this one time before. I was probably in like junior high, so it's over twenty years, um, and uh, honestly, did not remember much about it. But you know, it, it might be another twenty plus years before I watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, I honestly, it's for what it is, not a lot of complaints. I guess. Um, I mean, like, honestly, to me, this is the kind of movie that we were talking about earlier. This is the kind of movies that they should remake. Yeah. Like, it's got the bones of a good slasher. You know, I like we said, they could have, you know, not made the ending as obvious. Mm-hmm. And you could have, uh, you know, had a really good twist ending there. Yeah. The pro- the hitch with that would be that they, I feel like people would be too eager to, like, modernize it and turn it into, like, Take away that 80s feel that this had and make it more of a modern horror movie, which has a different, completely different feel to it. Yeah. And I think it might lose what charm it has. Sure. So it's a a delicate thing, I think. But again, you know, there are very, very bad movies with, you know, the heart of a lion in them <laughs> that just... Need to be remade with somebody competent and, you know, money. All right, fine. We'll do it. <laughs> you've, you've talked me into it. Just you guys give us the money. Not not you guys, you know. Them. Paramount or whoever. <laughs> like. 
No, we can't work with studios right now. Well, yeah, not right now, obviously. <laughs> because we're totally WGA yeah, cause that's or SAG. That's what's stopping us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but no, like I said, I think it's got the bones of a good serial or a good slasher story. Yeah. I think this probably could have spawned some kind of probably very short-lived franchise. Yeah, I guess there was a sequel, but then it like ended up not being a sequel. Like it, oh. was, it was made, but then like they changed it had a different title and it ended up being like not part of the franchise. Oh. Well, all right. Film based on the original. Oh, wait. The film based on the original sequel outline, Cheerleader Camp. Okay. I saw this when I was trying to find somewhere to watch this one. It's Cheerleader Camp colon to the death. That's fairly recent, right? Yeah, it was released in 2014. Yeah, that's not the one I'm talking about. No, no, no. I, I, I see. I see what you're what you're talking about here. Okay. Um, it was yeah, it was rela- released as Camp Fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a film based on the original sequel outline. So it might share some sim- similarities to Camp Fear, for all we know. Anyway, maybe we should watch that. Maybe we should. We could have. We could have done both. We could have. Damn it. Fuck our fucking lives. Only we'd known. Still, we had to watch fucking Natty Knocks. Natty Knockers. Uh, anyway. Um, give it a six. Yeah. I mean, for like, it's, it's not high art. It's not very well made by any means. Like, right. The effects are lacking. The acting's not super great. Um, but it is fun. And like I said, it's got the bones of a good slasher. It could have spawned a franchise. It's not going to be, you know, a Freddy or a Jason. Cause you don't have that iconic killer. Yeah. But this could have been like a sleepaway camp, you know, that kind of, uh, second tier horror franchise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think six. <laughs> yeah. It's like you could have turned Corey and, I mean, you know, you think about the sleepaway camp. You, know, you mentioned it, the Sleepaway Camp sequels, which were actually not <clears throat> created by the original creator of Sleepaway Camp, so everything's a little different. Mm. But in those, Angela becomes like a cancel, counselor or a camp counselor. I feel like you could have done something similar to uh, to that with this, making like Corey like maybe like an advisor or you know. I don't know if counselor would be the right term, but maybe may, since uh, Miss Tipton's dead, maybe make she her the, the run of the yeah, camp. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. So, so <coughs> anyway, so fucking indie studios, call us. <laughs> we got an idea. It'll cost you probably nothing. Well, it'll cost something, but not much. Like like a million. Yeah, maybe a million. Like each. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I want to have just a million dollars, just even for like five minutes, like before I have to pay a bunch of bills or something. Right. Like right now, right now, I'm a million. Like just to see that that second comma in your bank account. Yeah. Like check it out. Click millionaire. Take a picture. And it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, like I said, you know, this is unless you own. It's ten dollars uh, to see the hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless you own this on physical media, there's like nowhere to stream it. Uh, but it is on YouTube. It's not 
good quality, but I don't think you need fucking a f- special edition 4K release on this. Right. Like I said. I don't think Vinegar Syndrome or like Arrow is going to be on this one. Just look for the YouTube user entertainment. <laughs> Should be easy to find. <laughs> All right, up next is a brand new movie. Like, literally just came out yesterday. And Betty, it's, it's, Betty. it's, Betty it's got some horror royalty involved with it. It's called Betty Nugs. The town knows its secrets. The town knows how to hide them, too. She sleeps with the worms under the ground. Who's that outside? Don't make a sound. Daddy knocks nine times. Daddy, Daddy knocks, knocks nine times. Don't answer your door. Close all your blinds. Hide under, under your bed. Or she'll take off your head. head. I thought that was just an old ghost story. Where do you think those stories come from? I don't know. Maybe she's still alive. Ah! We have to tell someone. We should call the cops. What the hell is going on here? How come it's... You can't be! What are you doing here? Alright, so Betty Nugs, uh, (laughs) better known, or also known as Natty Knox. Probably better known. Whoa, why is this twelve ninety nine now? Glad I bought it or rented it when I did. Jesus. It went up? Apparently. God, I was like upset that I paid what I did. Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> Although, I mean, I, honestly, I wouldn't have been upset. I would have been upset either way. Because I hate spending money. Money spending's good. Maybe when you have it. So, yeah, Natty Knox. Uh, we open on... Uh, it's just before Halloween. I think it's the 29th. Do you remember? Um, f- for some reason, the 23rd sticks in my head, but I, I, I could, you be, could be right. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's just before Halloween, 1976. We see uh, a character named Natty Knox spelled without a K. Not spelled K-N-O-X which is the normal spelling of Knox yep. as a last name. Uh, but no, Natty Knox, N-O-C-K-S. And we see some posters up on the wall that tell us that she is some kind of actress. My first thought was immediately porn. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just a degenerate. <laughs> it's a fucking DJ. <laughs> you are a fucking DJ. <laughs> but I mean, also part of the reason I thought that is because we see her riding some dude. Yeah, that's pretty much how we're introduced to her. Yeah, and telling him to choke her. Right. And then all of a sudden there's some banging on the door. The guy gets off. Or maybe he doesn't get off. Maybe he gets blue balled. I don't know. That's the noise he makes. But she, (laughs) Natty Knox comes out and there's this group of women. They all look very, you know, very matronly. They got collared shirts buttoned all the way up they look like they're you know from a church group or something Mm -hmm. and they grab her and they take her out to the take her out to the shed shed. (laughs) throw her in this shed and they're they're calling her a witch 
And remember, this is 1976. This is not 1876. Right. Like, this is the era of disco. And these women are screaming about witches. And at no point was was Natty like, what? Right? <laughs> yes, I guess she was. Yeah, that's kind of what it implied. But so they throw her in the, in the shield and they light it on fire. We're in the shield. And Natty is just, she also doesn't ever say like, let me out, save me, please. Like, I'm dying. <laughs> no, she just says, damn yous. Damn yous all to hell. <laughs> and these women just sit there and watch her burn to death. And then we cut forward to 2023. Or modern day. Or, or present day. Well, in this case, it actually is present day. It's actually the future. future. It's a future. <laughs> We're talking about the future movies, guys. Or, God damn it. We're talking about the future, guys. In in a movie. In a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, again, like, just before Halloween, 2023, and uh, we're introduced to this family. It's a strange dynamic, and it took me a really long time to figure out what was going on here. But we've got the mom, played by Danielle Harris, of Halloween 4. By the way, this was directed by the director of Halloween 4. <laughs> You know, the best one. Right. No, it's not the best one. No. No. (laughs) Not the worst one, but it's not the best one. Yeah, it's not Halloween 6. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the mom is Danielle Harris. It was weird seeing her in a role like that. As a mom? Yeah. I know. I mean, even though she is one, she's a mom. I think she has, what, two kids? Does she have two? I think so. Yeah, like, and she's like a a real estate agent, so she's got like the blazer and everything. And yeah, like she came in and I was just like... Whoa. Not was, what I expected. Yeah. It was so funny because seeing her dressed like that versus how I saw her dressed at Crypticon, which is much more how I imagine her dressing. She had like jeans and like a leather leather jacket on. And uh yeah, seeing her dressed up as a, as a real estate agent was just weird. It's like this, this is wrong. I think that was part of it. Like not just the fact that she was a mom, but also just the fact that she was so like buttoned down and professional yeah. looking. Um, and yeah, then she has a son named Wyatt and a daughter named Jolie. And how old is Wyatt supposed to be? I don't know. High school, supposedly. Yeah. But apparently young enough that he still needs a babysitter. Right. Yeah. They have this live-in nanny. She didn't didn't live there, does she? She does. At least according to what I read. Oh. And she never goes home. She's okay. always there. I guess. Uh, named Britt. Seems wildly inappropriate because she could only possibly be two, maybe three years older than her son. There's a scene where she gets an acceptance letter from college. So she must still be in high school, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, at the most, she's three years older than him. And she talks to him like, she's like, you're a good kid. And I'm like, you are peers. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely thought they were going to start like tongue Looking punching up? each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tongue punching her fart box. <laughs> Where do you come up with these terms? <laughs> also, the girl, the the daughter, 
Again, somebody who I swear I'd seen her somewhere before. Nope. She, yeah, she looks like somebody. She, she, she looks like a clone of someone who I cannot not put place, my finger yeah, on. Yeah, not place for the, for the life of me. <coughs> um, and yeah, the dad is... They're, they're in the process of getting a divorce. Yeah, he sounds like a real prick. It's, he seems like a real piece of work. Yeah, and it's very contentious. Uh, yeah, and like the whole time I was just like, why doesn't Wyatt just watch Jolie? <laughs> why I you? was minding my younger siblings, my brother, who was barely a year younger than me, and my sister, who was, who was four years younger than me. Uh, I was watching them when I was like 13. So <laughs> at one point she says to Wyatt that like she's known him since he was like eight. I think she says seven or eight. And I'm just like, so were you their nanny then? Cause you couldn't have been more than like 12. Yeah. It was like, were you just starting to wear a training bra at that point? It's like hiring a horse to watch your dog. <laughs> <laughs> but so Natty Knox has become this town legend. And, uh, they m- make this nursery rhyme kind of thing about her. Uh, it's She sleeps with the worms under the ground. We sat outside, didn't make a sound. Natty knocks nine times. Natty knocks nine times. Don't answer your door. Close all your blinds. Hide under your bed or she'll take off your head. Which is very kind of scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the worm song. Um, and also every... Halloween, they burn an effigy. Not specifically of Natty Knox, but it's just kind of a general witch. Right. And Britt's piece of shit boyfriend, Rick, is putting together the whole thing this year. Um, and he's just. He, he seems like a champ. He seems like a chode. <laughs> but so Wyatt's. Uh, he's an aspiring baseball player, but he's terrible. His fast pitch is. Fucking 65 miles per hour. <laughs> so close. <laughs> but his friend Robbie comes over. He's hitting on Brit. He does not give a fuck. That's what I liked about him. Oh, is that what you liked about him? <laughs> but he, um, he he steals Wyatt's phone to like, he's, he, as he says, text a horny message to Brit. <laughs> <laughs> what? And Wyatt like starts chasing him around the, the yard. He tackles him and he breaks his phone. And then Wyatt reveals that if he doesn't get $50 by tomorrow, they're going to shut off his phone. And I was so confused. I was like, why did they need to break his phone if his phone is just going to get shut off? This is just an extra plot point we didn't need. Yeah, the, the, the phone was this weird MacGuffin that I really didn't understand. Yeah. It was, but it was like a MacGuffin for like the first 15 minutes and then we don't need to worry about it again. <laughs> right. Except that it just gets brought up again every once in a while. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, my phone is broken. In case we're ever like, why doesn't Wyatt call the cops? It's like, oh, yeah, because he doesn't have a phone. Right. But it doesn't matter that the phone's broken because it gets shut off the next day. <laughs> so why did they bother with the whole plot point of breaking his phone? Uh, it's like, my dad gave me this phone. He gave it to me, but I am responsible for it. Yeah, because Robbie's just like, why don't you just ask your mom for money? And he's like, because my dad gave me the phone. It's like, okay, why don't you just ask your mom for money? <laughs> but yeah, so he needs $50 to 
pay off his cell phone bill and keep keep it active. Also, I haven't paid fifty dollars for a fo- cell phone bill in about fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean my my bill is fairly cheap, but it's still more than fifty dollars. Yeah, we pay. It's like almost $200 for both of us. Holy macaroni. Well, I guess we're also paying off phones, so there's that. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but so Robbie says, you know, hey, you know the uh, the old abandoned Baldwin place? It's like There's some copper wire out behind it. And if we steal it, my mom's skeezy fucking boyfriend <laughs> knows somebody who will buy it off us, and I bet we can get 100 bucks for it. <laughs> Gotta get that fifty dollars. <laughs> the whole first act is surrounded around this fifty dollars. <laughs> also, so they're built at this Baldwin house. Is that yeah. what it's called? Uh, they're renovating it to be a, a haunt, right? And it looks like there's a lot of work going into it, like for something that's gonna be open for like two months. But yeah, I could not understand why there was copper wire. <laughs> It's like, what do you need this copper wire for unless you're running completely new electric through the building? Yeah, and it's a like a nice house. It's not like a rundown yeah. piece of shit house. It's like the only thing I can think of that they'd be running copper wire, especially like heavy gauge copper wire like that was, it is like if they're running like a, um, a neutral wire through the house or like, a, I mean, a ground wire. <laughs> it's like, but... Again, the house didn't look, well, maybe it was old enough, but it definitely had some ground wire put in it at some point. So, I don't know. I don't either. But so Just a plot device, again, that didn't make any sense. But so these two knuckleheads, as well as Jolie, who tags along, she noses her way in. They go to this house, and uh, they try and steal the copper wire. There's a guy there working on the haunt, assumedly. But so they, you know, they distract him so that Wyatt can steal the copper wire, get his $50, get his phone turned on. Also, he almost just, simple fucking task. Like this, what was his friend's name? Robbie. Um, Robbie. Hands him this job like on a fucking silver platter. It's like, look, we're going to go to the front door, get the guy to come to the door, and you grab the wire and run. And he made this the most complicated fucking thing. Like, he could have just ran up, grabbed the wire, and booked it out of there. But no, he's got to try and stick all these spools of wire in his fucking backpack. <laughs> like, you've never stolen anything in your life, have you? Yeah, no, you just grab it and go, and then stuff it in your backpack when you're out of yeah. range. Dumb like, shit. Uh, yeah, but so they get the copper wire, and then for whatever reason, they go to the house across the street, which is the old Knox place. And they're going to play Natty Knocks, which is a, a game where you knock nine times and then you run. Ding dong ditch. Ding dong ditch, yeah. Like, I don't understand what we're doing here. What does this have to do with Natty Knox? What does it have to do with the nursery rhyme? What does it have to do with the burning the witch? None of these things really go together at any time, but... How about this town established this legend like in less than 40 years? Yeah, and how about Wait, this? No, I guess it's over 40 years. It's close to 50, I guess, but... Yeah. Regardless. How about the fact that there's this whole legend around this real life person <laughs> yeah. whose people in this town probably knew? Yeah. <laughs> like those women who killed her probably still live in that They're town. They're probably still alive. <laughs> um Yeah, but so they go over what? to the they go over to the old Knox place and they start knocking nine times, but then they look inside and they see that there's somebody in there, which there's not supposed to be anybody in there, nobody lives there. 
It's this old rundown piece of shit house. And who lives there? Bill Mosley. Yep. He's just beating the shit out of somebody. He's beating the shit out of this woman, this this young girl. <laughs> like like high like their age, not like a child. It's kind of hard to tell how old she is at first, like um, until you see her later on. Yeah, yeah. At this point, it, it is kind of hard to tell because you just kind of see her getting thrown to the ground and beaten about. Yeah, beaten about the head and shoulders. <laughs> um, but so they're like, we gotta call the cops. And Robbie's just like, we just stole a shitload of copper wire. We should not be calling the cops at any point. <laughs> Completely unrelated. Yeah. Like, do they think they're going to be like, hey, we just saw this guy beating the shit out of a woman. Oh, yeah? Were you stealing copper wire while you did it? <laughs> Standard question. Ask everybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, the only connection I could see is if they were just like, well, why, are you, were, why were you in that part of town? Yeah. Because we also got a report of some copper wire being stolen around that same time. So were, were you related to that? And you're like, I don't know. The, maybe the guy that was beating the shit out of the woman, maybe he stole the copper yeah. wire. I don't know. It's like, maybe this is your fucking problem. <laughs> maybe, maybe I shouldn't be doing your fucking job for you. How about that? <laughs> fucking pig. <laughs> I smell bacon. Does anybody else smell bacon? But so they call the cops from a payphone. Which um, Jolie is like, what's a payphone? Two Wayne's World references. <laughs> what's a payphone? Yeah. Pull your finger out of your ass, fucking kid. F- fucking child. <laughs> fucking t- infant. But so we get a look at Bill Mosley, who likes to just paint his face up like Otis. Like a little, little, green, little green ghoul. Like, what? <laughs> just a little ghoul. I mean, I guess he looks kind of like a ghoul. Cool. He's not green. Uh, Paints his face up like Otis. Yeah, kind of. And then yeah, he, he kind of looked like was uh, fucking um, um. Oh, I'm told the demon from fucking The Exorcist. Pazuzu. Thank you. Yeah, he does kind of look like Pazuzu, and he watches old Natty Knox movies. He's got a projector and a big uh, sheet up on the wall, and he watches these old. Now you're not, and there's, there's in one of them, there's guys that wear masks that looked a lot like Pazuzu. Mm-hmm. That, that's more more what I was thinking of, but his face paint kind of replicated that a little bit. Yeah. Um. Let's see. How much can I really get into here? Uh, so Britt goes to the cops. I guess. Can I talk about the guy's job? You think? Mm. Tough call. Yeah. Try to think about how much it actually plays into the plot. Or, you know, like the reveal or anything like that. Yeah. I think think it's probably safe. Okay. Well, so Robbie throws a baseball through the window of the old Knox house that it's Got a letter attached to it that says, you know, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> and I must have totally missed this part. Really? Yeah. Because, I mean, I saw that he had a baseball, but I, I wasn't sure how he got it. Oh, he took it from Wyatt. No, no, no. The uh, fucking. Oh, Mosley? Yeah, Mosley. Um, I saw that he had the baseball and he like was lifting 
prints off of it, but I'm like, how the fuck did he hit that? Oh, yeah. Robbie threw it through the window with a note on it. Okay. And it, it said, I think it said, we know what you did or something like that. And then later at school, Robbie realizes that Wyatt puts his initials on every single one of his baseballs. Stupid, stupid it's, thing. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, shit, this guy's going to realize who we are and he's going to come after us. So he, he breaks into his house, uh, finds his wallet, looks at his ID. His name is Abner Honeywell. Abner. Abner. <laughs> uh, and then he also, he also just steals his money. As you do. Which I think was I think was fifty bucks, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Why he can get his phone turned on. Yeah, I mean his fucking douchebag I guess it's not a stepdad, his his mom's boyfriend only gave him what twenty five. Yeah. Um but as he's exiting, he notices <laughs> that part where he's trying to get his his mom's boyfriend to to buy the copper wire off of him. Um I think he he has some kind of job in construction, like he's a supply person or something. But <clears throat> he's like, "That's a hundred bucks worth of copper right there, easy." He's like, "You're offering me twenty five? He's like, "You're not the one who has to get rid of it. You know, people are going to be asking questions. You know, where this came from. It's like nobody's going to ask that. Yeah, right. Nobody's going to is going to buy this copper wire from you. Is going to ask where it came from. No, F- fucking." Pull your finger out of your ass. But they just needed to label this guy as a fucking DJ. Right. But so yeah, as Robbie is exiting the house, he notices a police uniform. Ooh. So that's why they, I mean, they noticed that nothing ever happened. Like there was no police tape around the house. They never saw any cops go to the house. And now, now they realize why. Mm-hmm. So Bill Mosley is a murderous police cop. Uh, named Abner Honeywell. <laughs> uh, he, you know, he starts stalking the kids. Like Tony said, he he lifts a print off the baseball. And uh, oh, at one point, Wyatt goes to his mom's real estate office to get you know the the file on the old Knox house, and he talks to his mom's boss, Robert James England. Is that his middle name? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but he gives us this whole backstory on Natty on Natty Knox. With um, Gusto. Robert Barton, England. Interesting. Barton. That's definitely an old person name. And he tells you know this whole story about how the people thought she was a witch because she was banging all their husbands. <laughs> and she had this like little black book of all the women's husbands in the town. And when she wouldn't give it up, that's why they burned her. Yeah, according to Robert England. Yeah, he, uh, you know, nobody monologues like Robert. It's true. <laughs> that's uh, that's that Broadway coming out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the kids are, you know, trying to avoid getting murdered by this bad cop, and uh, yeah, not. What I thought this movie was. I thought this was going to be a slasher. Definitely portrayed it that way. Yeah. Uh, but it definitely ended up just being like this kind of thriller. Not even yeah, really kind a of horror. A procedural. 
I was getting the impression there's going to be some you know, burning a witch or you know or, 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 regardless of whether or not she's actually a witch. I thought there was going to be some kind of supernatural element to it. Well, there is. They just kind of give away, but I mean, the end it gets very supernatural. Yeah, um, it didn't make any sense. No, and it made even less sense because the ha- last half hour of this movie, I just kind of jumped. <laughs> Like five minute increments, just kind of jumping. Oh, jeez! It's like I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's multiple things about the end of this movie that didn't make any sense that I can't really get into. But um, yeah, yeah, I saw the ending and I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I'm like I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously you're not gonna like it if you don't fucking watch it. I watched three quarters of the, well, not more than that. I watched. It was an hour and a half. I watched about an hour and ten minutes of it. <laughs> it's like I can't do this anymore. Wasn't that bad? Uh, it's just like the script was really weak. Like I think this needed probably at least two more drafts. Like the script had, like at the beginning with the whole thing with the phone and and the you know, weird relationship that I couldn't figure out who Brit was to these people. And I was just like, Oh, this movie's going to be complicated. And then like, luckily it kind of evened out where it wasn't super complicated. They kind of, you know, figured out what their plot was. But then at the end, I was just like, wait, what's happening now? This, this doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, but, but, but damn it. I was going to say something and I forgot what it was. Shit. I think that the supernatural elements that are in this movie were a detriment. I think it would have been better if they had been played more grounded and just as a straight up like serial killer. Well, sure. Yeah. Do one or the other. <laughs> yeah. And instead they tried to do a little bit of both and ultimately was not working. Um, there was some, there, this was a very small thing, but there was some, uh, timing or like uh timeline issues that didn't make sense such as uh like people's ages well i mean eight, we talked about fucking uh brits and wyatt wyatt that didn't make any sense um and also a character who can't discuss otherwise it would be a spoiler their age made no sense <laughs> I feel like they're about 20 years too old to have been that character. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that that's just casting issues. They probably should have paid a little more mind to that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like I, I was sitting there watching it and I think I must've just sighed really loud or something because <laughs> my wife was like, is it that bad? I'm like, I just, I feel like this whole movie, like, you know, there you can watch movies and tell that, oh yeah, this cast definitely should have rehearsed a little more. I feel like this re- cast probably rehearsed too much <laughs> because they're delivering their lines too quickly. Like they're reading it off a script. Mm. There's just like the pacing was wrong. 
and in the, their delivery was wrong and it just made the whole like like interactions seem so awkward because they just the like i said the pacing didn't feel right it didn't feel authentic it it felt like maybe a table read or something yeah and that just that bugged me through the whole movie that that was making it hard to watch for me <laughs> just watching people have these awkward discussions which is weird timing um and then uh, yeah the story itself was really I don't know. It definitely needed more fleshing out. There were just parts in it that just didn't really make sense. And maybe they could have. If you fucking watched them. I fucking watched almost the entire movie. I knew I knew what happened. I know how it ends. That's the important part. And you're right. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, like, I mean, obviously you liked it a lot less than I did. I, I didn't think this was that bad. I thought it was... Uh, it was a fairly, it was pretty good, but like I said, the whole like supernatural elements I thought were a detriment. I thought if, if they had just played it straight, and it's like it wouldn't have changed that much either if they had just taken those out. Like you wouldn't even really have to change anything. Yeah, you have to change the end, but um, like the other supernatural parts in the movie, you could have just taken out, and it wouldn't have really affected anything in the movie. Yeah, and I feel like they, like you know, I talked about like ages of the cast members. There's one cast member in particular that was a certain age at the beginning of the movie and was a certain age in you know the present day portion. And I feel like it would have been it was all wrong. Like I said, it was about the, the And that's such an easy fix. You could have just made the flashback 20 years earlier. Exactly. And that's that's where I, what I was getting to. Yeah, uh, it's like there was there was no relevance necessarily to her to to the whole beginning portion being in in the seventies. It could have been in the sixties or even the fifties. Like really, the only thing is that um, Natty Knox is in these you know B movie drive in type double feature horror movies. Sure, like super low budget, and obviously the seventies and eighties were kind of the peak of those. Yeah, so that's really the only reason to have it in the seventies. Yeah, but that again, that's something that would be so easily changed. Absolutely, because there were there were stupid you know drive in sci fi movies. There there are plenty of those in the fifties. Sure. <clears throat> anyway, um, but yeah, I I don't know I. I was having a, I was having a really hard time, like even like, like getting into the movie, because I just, I don't know, I I can't fully explain it. There's just something off about the entire movie that really was preventing me from, like, getting into it, and it was just well, not great. <laughs> well, as uh, I mean, as far as the acting, I thought the you know our our big three <clears throat> did as well as we would expect from them, um, you know, Harris Mosley in England. Um, there was a scene in particular with England where he, it didn't, I don't think it was his delivery. I think it was just the script. Yeah. And, and it just came across as awkward. Um, the, in the, like the last scene he was in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fact that you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, the actress who played Brit, um, Charlotte Fountain Hardim, I'm guessing. Um, I thought she did a pretty good job. 
She was probably the strongest part of the whole cast, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, Wyatt, he was pretty good some of the time. <laughs> and it, any, I feel like anytime he needed to like really emote, like get you know sad or angry or something, it just he didn't amp it up far enough. Yeah, it, I think that was his biggest problem. He didn't know how to emote. Yeah. And, you know, I was talking about having, like, the interactions were so awkward because the pacing seemed all wrong. It was the worst. The wor- Like, behind, all the discussions between all the different characters throughout the movie, the worst was when Wyatt and Robbie were talking to each other. Because mm-hmm. these seemed so, like I said, it felt over-rehearsed almost. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie was a little too big. He was a little too much. Yeah. I think he needed to bring it down about 30%. (laughs) (coughs) Um, Oh, Natty Knox was on an episode of Psych. Yeah, as reporter. She was also in Santa Paws 2, the Santa Pups. (laughs) Remember her whole conversation about all the Air Bud Santa Paws buddies dumb shit movies at the yep. baseball game. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I, your mileage may vary, but to me, the supernatural parts were a detriment. And I think the movie, if it had been played more straightforward and it could have, it could have been more of a slasher. Yeah. As opposed to this kind of crime drama thriller, um, like with with very little changing to the overall story, I think it could have been made into more of a slasher had they wanted to go that direction. Yeah, honestly, like I think the direction I would have gone with it is I would have changed Mosley's character to, um, a woman, and I would have made it seem, I would have made it ambiguous, the whole thing. And this is again a very. My my idea here is not something that hasn't been done before, but the way I would have gone with it, I would have made Mosley's character a woman. I would have made it ambiguous and brought in a probably like people thinking maybe there was some kind of supernatural element to it that Natty Knox came back, but it's in you know you find out at the end that it's actually this character who is killing people as Natty Knox. So, it, you know, you, again, the whole um, supernatural element is kind of ambiguous. Yeah. That, that's, that's the way I would have gone with it because there, like, there is potential here, but I think just the way it was carried out was... I think the beginning and the end are, like, too convoluted. And then, like, the middle was kind of where the, the good stuff was. And if they had just kind of simplified... Yep. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. It's my philosophy. It is. You say it all the time. I do. Uh, five. I honestly thought you were going to go higher than that. Um, yeah, I'll probably get a five too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to me that we seem to have dissenting opinions and we give the same number. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised that you gave it five. <coughs> All right. Well, that does it, guys. That's the end. Yep. Who's happy? That it's over? 
That it's over? Yeah. Uh, Don't be sad it's over. Just be glad that it happened. Yeah. Or whatever the phrase is. Is that a phrase? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just cherish this time that we've had together, guys. That's what the imp- most important thing is. Yeah. Keep on to say most importantly. Most better. <laughs> most most smartest. <laughs> that's that's something my brother always used to say, like as a joke. Just say something's most importantly instead of most important. Mm. <laughs> and so it's like, I think it's mainly my sister and I, we, we still say that. And just, I was like, I was like, I'm tempted to say it, but then I remembered, oh, nobody else gets that. <laughs> you know the one thing your brother always said that still sticks with me? What's that? Apple bottom jeans, <laughs> boots, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the first time he told me that story, I was just, I almost shit my pants. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Anyway, all right, so that's gonna that's gonna do it. Uh, we will be back in a couple weeks with a brand spanking new episode. Bad <laughs> baby, bad baby. <laughs> uh, and this will be a theme episode. Hey, Taylor, what are we gonna be watching? Haunted Mansion. The yeah. one, one and two. Yeah, there's what there's Haunted Mansion and there's the Haunted Mansion. Yep. Right? Yep. That's how they discern the two. And there's Muppets Haunted Mansion, which is probably going to come up. Sure, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to be like watching it's it. Like, or... We're not doing like a full review yeah, yeah. of it or anything, but That's... we're probably going to talk about it. Sure, it'll it'll come up because of the ones I've seen, it's the best one. <laughs> it's not exactly tough competition. <laughs> I haven't seen the new one yet, but uh, the new one looks promising. I got to say, it does. Yeah, I was apprehensive. Especially when they said that Tiffany Haddish was going to be in it, because I can't fucking stand her. But I got to say, the new one looks pretty good. We'll see. But yeah, we'll find out, and we'll talk all about it in two weeks, guys. Uh, Until then, where can people find us, Taylor? They can find us at greatplotpodcast.com, as well as wherever you find your podcasts. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Give us five stars. Put a little sum in the text box. doesn't matter what it is. It's not for our egos. It's just it it helps uh you know Apple pushes those those up a little farther. It you you can say um Betty Nugs. It doesn't matter. <laughs> or you can draw one of those fucking No, you can't draw. No, you do like one of those little little uh text boners. Oh, yeah, like a 8 equals 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 D. Yeah. Yeah. Or more equals if you're feeling good about yourself. Right. I always like to do uh it's under or open parentheses underscore End parentheses, underscore, end parentheses. And then... Uh, it's like a butt? Huh? Like a butt? It almost looks like a butt, but then when you pair it with a bunch of lines... I don't know what that actual key is called, but like there's the straight line. Like a dash? Like a, no, it's, it's vertical. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of those, and then a D. It looks like a big fat dick with oh, giant like nuts. giant balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always preferred that one. I thought it was funnier. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a dick going into the butt. No, <laughs> you would. <laughs> also, follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Spoutable, YouTube. Is that it? As Great Plot Podcast, and on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. 
And uh, greatplotfilmfest.com. Submissions are opening on August 1st. So uh, get ready to submit your film if you are a horror filmmaker with a short film. And uh, patreon.com slash greatplotpodcast. Hey. You did it. I did it. (laughs) All right, guys. So we'll catch up with you next time. Until then. I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. And this has been the Grave Flat Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. All I know, I've been here before. I long so long, thousand miles to soar. Forty million angels could fly.